You wake up every morning feeling kind of funky. Gee, it's time to go to school. I've had a sex dream about Ryan. It's no big deal. When I'm torrenting on recordings, internet, it sends a warning, and I don't think it'll download in time. By the time I've watched the show, it's half past time to go. Chug one more swig to make the show sit right. Hey guys, welcome to Say by the Bell Reviewed, the podcast that, oh, I had something clever written down, but uh, I don't want to say why I'm not going to read it. It says something about George Washington, Oh. or perhaps Abraham Lincoln. Are you doing a spoiler? You're going to get punched if you try to say something. How come everyone keeps about... saying that? <laughs> You're just having to get punched kind of a day. Seriously. Alright, anyway, we talk about Say by the Bell every week. We're doing the Miss Bliss episodes, season six, The Showdown, this week, in which a hero comes to Bayside and tries to rid us of Screech. (laughs) But he's stopped by literacy. (laughs) So this episode's about the plague of literacy. I am your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner. With me here in Portland is... Carolyn Maine. And across... Are you across the ocean? Why well, I mean, if you go the other way across the ocean, the long way is <laughs> the planet's round. So if you go in any one direction, you'll get to me eventually. Across the North and South Pole is Austin Gordon. And if you go back all the way around again, <laughs> you will find David Bitsenoffer. And this week we have a very special guest, perhaps our most special guest. Please introduce yourself. Uh, hello, my name is Alex Robinson. Who are you? How did you get in here? I'm here to fix the cable. <laughs> oh, I don't have any money. How am I going to pay you? Uh, I am a uh, cartoonist and I co-host a podcast called the Star Wars Minute. Yeah. Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute. Our angle on the show for guests is to get people with more popular podcasts and to try to leech off of that. Oh, that's very kind of you to say. Yeah, so make sure you uh, post about this on social media. Oh, I totally will. (laughs) Yeah, get your stink all over it. Yeah. So Alex is a uh, two-timer. Excuse me? (laughs) This is his second time on the show. (laughs) When was your first time? It was like years ago, right? Uh, Yeah, it was the episode where uh, the subliminal messages or something? Oh, that's such a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was was back when we had really shitty audio still. Yeah. Yeah, And... And it was the thing we stopped doing because we just had him Skype in and we would just record through our computer yeah. his sound. So it's probably can't even listen to that episode. But he's since moved to Portland. So you're going to go back and re-record that episode? And I'll, yeah, that's actually yeah. what... I'll come back on? Well, we're, you, you got all night, right? Sure. Okay. You brought your notes, right? Sure. No, <laughs> I always keep my SBTB notes on hand. That is how I name them, too. Wow. SBTBN. He, he's in the know. Yeah. So looking forward to doing that, the the remake. And actually, I have a transcript right here, too, of that episode. So. Oh, also, we're not going to, like... Just do the best bits and no, no drinking okay. everything shot for shot remake. That would actually be very funny to do a trans <laughs> like every um and uh, yeah. talking over each other. That and everything. would be interesting if we switched roles. Ooh, that's a good that idea. Oh, that would be fun. We We're gonna do it part. like the Gus Van Sant Psycho. I think I want to be David. Yeah, but we all want to be David. Is the problem? Yeah. Who doesn't? Yeah. All right. Oh, and uh, what's your relationship with Saved by the Bell, Alex Robinson? 
Um, I've seen two episodes. <laughs> the first one I saw was about uh, subliminal messages, and then I saw another one about um, Screech attempting to fight a bully. How'd you like it? It was exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Especially seeing that it was the kind of early primitive version. It was like it was like really like seeing a different, you know, like what if alternate universe kind of thing. Like all these middle school kids they were friends with and who knows what happened to them. It was like what if Screech had not died? Yeah. And they should have brought did they bring back any of those for the college? Those kids for the college years? Yeah, you missed the college years, I'm sorry to tell you. Those but... were the best too, dude. Uh, those <laughs> were happy days. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, I mean, they were the best, relatively speaking. They were, like, the least worst. Yeah. I disagree. Carol just liked all the sexual tension. That's true. It was That's steamy. True. Everyone was all horned up. It's true. And the cafeteria, every time you went there, you could make a bird noise. What do you mean? <laughs> well, we know that you listen to our show, so this will all make sense. Sorry. This is... The other reason we have guests is because they... We like to confuse people with our too many in-jokes. It's true. I'm sorry, but I'm going to keep doing it. No, I totally... uh, Being on the other side of the microphone, I totally understand. We've done about 100 episodes since you were on here, so... Yeah, no, that's... Things have really gotten bad. We've developed a lot of weird tics. It's true. (laughs) So, we open at the school, which may surprise you, and uh, Mikey asked Miss Bliss what... A psychopath is. So, did you all think this was in regards to Zach Morris? No, that's a sociopath. Yeah, there's a subtle difference there, and, and we're well aware of it at this point. <laughs> but Mikey, it would benefit Mikey to know. But they're talking about the new kid, whose name is uh, Deke, and he's played by Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> he is not played by Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, he is, Austin. <laughs> Uh, true story, for a long time, I thought he was played by David Boreanis of Buffy and Angel and Bones fame. Right. David like, Aurora Boreanis? Yes, David Aurora Boreanis, a very young Aurora Boreanis. But he's not. He's played by a guy named Andrus Jones. And uh, his only notable credit is kind of funny, because in this first scene, they reference... Uh, they talk about like what a psychopath he is and how he got kicked out of his last school or something like that. And they say, what school was that? St. Freddy's on Elm Street. Oh. And just before filming this episode, he was in Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Oh. Is that the gay one? What does that mean? There's one that is one. like, no, no. <laughs> one is like explicitly gay and you find that out later. They do all these shots of oh, like, no, that's the se- boys you're... and yeah, love that's birds. the second. That's the second one, Carol. That's Nightmare on Elm Street 2. That's oh, like that's an the anti-gay one. one. Yeah, and because the director gay? was gay. No. And he was like, no. Do it. yeah, Ryan. No, the second one's the worst because the kid gets possessed by Freddy and it's just a lame one. It's yeah. just like a lame sequel. I'm fine with it being... I wish it was gayer. So you're saying it's <laughs> gay in the 90s pejorative sense. But the yeah, it's gayness gay. and the fabulous sense didn't move you enough. It's I don't know. When you watch the homoeroticism, it's interesting. Of Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Yeah. He was he was in Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Master, which is the one that basically cleans up after Part Three, which is the Dream Warriors, yeah. aka mm. the best one. Yeah, that one's mm. good. So this is where, like, in the opening, he kills the Dream Warriors, and then like one of them passes her power on to somebody else, and then stuff happens. I used to be so frustrated by the wizard, the kid who was the wizard who shoots him with electricity, Chris uh-huh. Savage. No, <laughs> and it was Fred Savage's really uh, stepbrother was the wizard. Oh, Fred Ed Savage was just like yeah. No, I mean, and that 
Dan Savage. In the movie. It's Dan Savage. No, Dan I, Savage was the wizard in that movie. It was Fred <laughs> Tame. No, but... That's how he died. The dream warrior, who is a wizard, is blasting Freddy with his electrical powers, and then he just runs at him. And if he yeah. had just kept his distance, he would have defeated him, and that was so frustrating. That's all. It, it really was. This has been another episode of Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street Review. Yeah. Tune in next week. Thanks, guys. Next Bye. week we'll talk about part five, The Dream Child. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was a good one. So when, when uh, Andreas Jones was doing this, he must have been like, man, my star is on the rise. I got that. I got the, the least gay of the Freddy movie. I'm going to. And what's what's really sad is that those are the highlights of his IMDb credits. Yeah, you guys, everybody. This is clearly Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Maybe he's using a stage name at first because he didn't want everyone to know that he's River Phoenix's brother. But yeah. Deke. Deke. Deke Phoenix. This guy looks like he's 20 years old. Yeah. Why is that? Everyone else looks like they're 9 years old. He's a 30-year-old man. He probably got left back a bunch of times. That's I mean, true. You know. This is like the beginning, though, of like way too old actors playing these kids. Yeah, yeah. He he was the actor was born in 1968. Okay. What? Yeah, that <laughs> sounds this, right. And and this aired in early '89, so, so he's probably 21. filmed in '88. So what he was like 40 years old. <laughs> he's like twice the size of Miss Bliss. Yeah, Christy made that comment. I was watching this, and she was sitting on the couch next to me. She's like, wait, why is this new kid 10 years older than all of the other kids? Yeah, it's jarring. Well, and there were those kids in in middle school especially, but also in high school who, like, just matured really fast and were tougher than everyone. (laughs) Yeah, and you can see this kid obviously has probably been held back a few years and all that, but he's a lot bigger than everybody else. He has a mortgage. It is. It really is. He's got an ex-wife and a kid to support. <laughs> can't he, can't, he can't beat people up. He's got too much lower back pain. <laughs> and he pretty much looks exactly like Jesse's stepbrother, too. Oh, yeah. He's the proto-Jesse's brother. I, that's just because the shorthand, the only shorthand producers of these shows know for Tough Kid is a leather jacket. That's true. It's probably the same leather jacket. <laughs> it probably, probably is. And then they put it on Tori, and that's why it was oversized. Oh, yeah. yeah. But this guy was sporting a mighty scowl, too. Uh-huh. You know? Like, I was a little scared of him, I'll be admit. I'll admit. Do you think he was method? Like, do you think he came to the set like that? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it. Maybe it is Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. He really, like, ruined Dustin Diamond's day. <laughs> Harassed him at the catering. So, we start with a voiceover. After that hilarious stinger. Yeah. Uh, and Miss Bliss is like, it's hard to be the new kid. And then we see the he breaks Mikey's pencil, which is just totally not okay to do. Maybe it wouldn't be that hard if he didn't, like, break people's pencils right away. I know, he's a real pencil breaker. <laughs> For no discernible reason whatsoever. Like, just to be a dick. He's like, hey, kid, I'm new. Snap. Well, this pencil is symbolic right, of his right. future problems. It's he's like, oh, if only there were no pencils, if only writing hadn't existed. And also, it's a phallic metaphor. They uh, must be reading their Greek mythology about Priapus, and he gets guys to roll in, like, power dick move. I don't think this guy's reading Greek mythology, Carol. <laughs> oh, Spo- yeah. Spoiler alert. No, he can't read, so he's waged war on all of the implements that would cause him to read. I like that. No, is that deleted? scene where he's smashing a typewriter yep just running through the school smashing up typewriters and computers and... so then screech gets a perfect score and that made me want to beat him up too yeah 
Yeah, that's kind of a dick move on Miss Bliss's part to single out someone. Like, I, it's well-intentioned, but even if you didn't have this bully in the class, it just, it's not a good thing to do. She's like, if the bully wants to beat up anyone to do his homework, Samuel Powers got the best score. But Mikey was happy for Screech. Because they both did, like, a fist pump together. Yeah, it was kind of, it was one of those, like, forced, look at us, we're friends. But then they're not friends moments. later, it's kind of weird. Well, yeah, Screech has a real weird... Screech has, like, a will-they-won't-they they friendship going on with Zack and Mikey. <laughs> so then, uh, Deke's intro I thought was pretty heartwarming. Just stand up and tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Deke. What? Well, did say a little bit. <laughs> I, do you think there's like a a rule book somewhere that's like any time there's a class and the teacher needs to go, oh, we have a little bit of time for this, there'll be like the most concentrated version of it for about 10 seconds and then the bell rings. Yeah. Yeah. It, it happens all the time on this show where the bell rings and then they're, oh, wait, before everybody goes, here's something important. <laughs> but I feel like every school right. show that happens, it's like there's no time for class ever. Well, as Alex just pointed out, that is the title. Right, so that's true. They, screenwriters are saved by the bell, too, you guys. It always <laughs> bugs me on these shows when, like, the teacher will be in the middle of talking and the bell goes off and everyone just and the teacher's like, oh, hold on, don't forget to do your assignment. Yeah. Like, the teacher is totally unprepared. Yeah. Like, I, I never know when this class is going to end. <laughs> They're never she just gets like, so okay, sucked into her lesson that she yeah, can't exactly. pay attention to the clock. Yeah, Indiana Jones, famous example. Yep. <laughs> Even Indiana Jones can't prepare. Can't for, manage his time properly. <laughs> He's like, and then I, he can outrun a boulder, but he yeah. can't. All right. I have a question. Yeah, uh, sure. As I said, I what? Um, I've only seen two episodes. This is my first encounter with Miss Bliss. Okay, what class is it that she's? Well, it seems like <laughs> it's like it's a great it question, Alex. History, or I know later on she makes the kid do something about the president. So it seems like it'll be a history class. Any or perhaps well, there, social studies? So yeah, yeah there, there was an earlier load. episode where they had like a stock market mm-hmm. lesson and they were yeah. gambling with her money in the stock market. That really muddied the waters with computers of, of what they she did was it teaching. Nineteen eighty nine computer. Yeah, one of our one of our Twitter followers uh, suggested that it's social studies, and I think that's probably a good all encompassing term for what she's teaching. Because that you could do a little history, do a little economics that way. I guess I'm pretty sure her class is progressive education. <laughs> it's it's caring about yeah. your students. Yeah. Yeah, is her, is her class, or it's like some weird elective or something. It's the white lady with a dream class. Yeah, it's uh, nice white lady class. But the kids aren't are minorities. That doesn't that doesn't work. Well, one of them is. Oh, that's technically true. <laughs> There's one technically true. Yeah. So I don't know. So the the jury's still out on what she teaches. Yeah, it's one of those things we're tracking as we go along. Yeah. Like, what zany thing will she be teaching this week? We've had a few debates get settled, which we don't need to talk about. <laughs> But that one is just, there's just no answer, really. It's not important. She's a teacher. <laughs> so Deke is an <laughs> asshole to Miss Bliss in their private moments. He says, he says, I don't expect anything from anyone. I know. Well, you can tell that Deke has been hurt a lot in his you life. You really, like, right from the get-go, you're like, this kid's got problems at home. And, uh, and he's lashing out. His parents won't let him read. <laughs> Plus, his kids keep him up all night. <laughs> <laughs> 
he's got split custody. It's just, yeah, it's exactly. a nightmare. He totaled his car. <laughs> Erectile dysfunction. I know he can't keep it up anymore. It's the pencil bit. Yeah, yeah. If I can't keep it hard anymore, you can't write with a full pencil. Yeah. An image of a erect pencil pains him. So then we go to the cafeteria, which is also the auditorium this week, I guess. Hoot hoot. Because fuck it. And uh, what is this woman's name? Tina. 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 I told you before the show. Dude. I know, but there's something about her that makes me not able to remember her name. She is very forgettable. She's like the blonde chick in the college years. <laughs> Who? Exactly. Oh, right. Um, so also what doesn't help is her weird pliable job because this week she's the drama teacher. I guess all the arts are the same. Like earlier she had paint and oh, now she was, like, she's the in art theater. Teacher. Yeah, she's she's been the art teacher and that's like been established, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it has. Yeah, that she's like cuz she wanted paint from Belding and all that kind of stuff. But she also wanted to watch a like a ballet video. So yeah, I think it's just a uh, sort of like She's the arts teacher. The arts, that just, yeah, yeah, that covers everything. <laughs> Dude, that was a scathing commentary on school budgets during the Bush administration. Oh, oh yeah, they put any importance on art. So one teacher was forced to basically had two teachers for the entire school. Yeah, they have yeah. touched on that, but they've never said that's mm, why subtext. So yeah. you're subtext. doing good work. For oh, that's them. a subtle show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just another general white lady with a dream class. That's mm. what the school specializes in. There's like when you sign up for class, it's like white lady with a dream, uh, social studies. White lady <laughs> with a dream, the arts. Yeah, even says <laughs> she's a dream warrior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How to stop Freddy? I will get you, Freddy Krueger. And, and there's the like, last thing that I do. And then there's like a scale of how homoerotic you want it, and that picks your teacher. Mm, I'm going to put that all the way at 10. <laughs> I want the gayest version. I do. Uh, I looked up the lady, the teacher whose name you can't remember. You did? Yeah. That's Austin's job. Yeah, I looked her up on the IMDb to see uh-huh. if she was in anything else. Sorry, you want to see if there were naked pictures of her? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> were there? The arts. No, there were not any. <laughs> she does, no uh, no art photos? She's like a casting director now. All right. Uh, right. But uh, you know how on the IMDb they have like little message boards for each person? Yeah. Uh-huh. There was only one thing under her thing and it said, man, she sucked on Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> that, was her only, that was her only comment on her thread. So. Which one of us wrote that? <laughs> I don't think any of us remember her enough. That's yeah, true. Apparently. She At was on she... Saved by the Bell? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, don't even, we don't even have... Uh, strong enough opinions to go to write it. It's just like, yeah, she's there, I guess. Yeah, at least one person found her memorable. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of that which sucks, this play subplot. Oh my god. What a dud. Why do they have it? Well, we don't get enough information, right? No, not none at all. We don't know what the assignment is. We don't know what they're trying to do. We don't know what Tina is trying to do. We don't know why Milo's upset. He doesn't want stuff on his stage. Is that it? Pretty much. That's it. Milo loves the stage. He named it Woody. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a great question. Wait, hold on. I you would guys like are you to answer first. You guys are jumping the gun because we're not there oh. yet. Yeah, okay. no. To your point, David, we we never know. Like, is this a class assignment? Is this like the school play? Is it extracurricular? And are, why did Nikki write the play? Yeah, is anyone else involved in the play besides Nikki and Lisa? Is it like a one man show that for Nikki no wrote for Lisa? And also, really all we just need is for them to be mad at each other for, like, two scenes. We don't even really need it. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah, that. Yeah, need is 
I'm saying that's all that happens. Yeah, this so, is this is 100% a filler subplot. Like, we, it, yeah, there could be that, like, Lisa owes Nikki a dollar. Like, it's totally right. arbitrary what the thing is. It's just around to kill time. I don't even remember how they resolve that story. Or do they? Well, we'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't remember. I got notes, so I don't know, hopefully... <laughs> If only I could read these notes. But so, uh, yeah, Lisa's supposed to be a forest ranger, but she's wearing an evening gown. And Nikki gets pissed, because apparently it's her play. And, she uh, did write it, yeah. Which she wrote. This is a scathing <laughs> look at the push and pull between the the writer and the actor. You know, whose, whose vision is more important and <laughs> definitive. It's the writer. The writer tells you what clothes to wear. The end. Do you think the writer was just mad at Haley Mills and that's what this is all about? <laughs> you think Haley Mills brings in her own clothes? Because I like Probably. most of Miss Bliss's looks. Yeah. She's got I am 100% in favor of this subplot <laughs> if it's the writer taking shots at Miss Bliss. Yeah. I mean, you take what you can get, you know? Let's yeah. just... Let's go with that. How do you think the writer wanted to dress Miss Bliss? What would be the <laughs> ideal Miss Bliss outfit? Apparently she was supposed to be a forest ranger. I'd really like... I wish they had, like, a, a post-credits, like, you could see a few minutes of this play. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like like all plays on Saved by the Bell, it would be about two minutes long. <laughs> you should put together an anthology of, like, an evening of... Two of Saved by the Bell plays where you do all the scenes. Oh, it's been like we three. Do the so, acting. Yeah. Can we do that bird ballet one, you guys? I was actually pretty skilled dancing. Yeah, well, I mean that that's worth a high school credit. That that performance. <laughs> right? Yeah, you, so. I mean that five minute skit earned you a high, a high school diploma. <laughs> it did. It was, it's a GED. So then Miss Bliss talks to. Tina about Deke here? Am yeah, I right? she's, yeah. yeah, she's like, hey, have you had this guy in your class? And she's like, yeah, he's a dick. At this point, she's like, I know about three people who work at the school, so I'm just going to talk to all of them about Deke. That's mm-hmm. what the next few minutes is about. Yep. Because then she goes to the office to talk to Belding about him, and Belding's just like, fuck this new kid. Belding's yeah. <laughs> not give less of a shit. Yeah, he's like, Yo, you're good with people. Go ahead. You can, do it. You can handle this. This is a woman's problem. From, from start to finish, Belding just does not care about this plot at all. Right. This is kind of one of the more baller Beldings. Is this laying the thread for when he becomes a really absentee authority? He's working towards it. Well, he's also like, this guy is, this, this is a 25-year-old man in my junior high. <laughs> Let's just pass him through. Just give him an honorary junior high diploma. Well, he says that he has gone to eight new schools in two years, to which I said, who is he, Slater? Oh, yeah. Hmm. But, but more about, but which is just disguising the fact of like, how does that even work? I just like, assumed his parents move a lot. Yeah, but later on, Belding talks about how, like, he's been transferred and he'll transfer him again, but they haven't tried Siberia. And I'm like, I don't think public education works that way, that you could just kick a kid from one school to another within a given area just because he doesn't do well. Well, you can expel a kid. And yeah, then I, I don't think you get to dis- you don't get to deport him. Yeah, I mean, you could you could expel him, but that's usually a temporary thing. No, expulsion is forever. I don't. Well, I mean, like, you can't just decide that a kid's not going to get educated. 
Well, but you can kick him out of your school. And if he's just showing up breaking pencils on the first day. <laughs> Especially if he's over 18. Yeah, and he clearly if he's a... is. That's weird that he actually transferred into the school with paperwork. It seems like he might just be one of those oldies who just walk into a high school. That's probably yeah. it. Yeah. This kid has uh, a pension. Pension plan. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's pulling a bits is what you're saying, Carol. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, what are we going to do about DQ, guys? Belding's not involved. It seems like it's up to Miss Bliss. No one else at this school is competent at all. <laughs> she should try teaching him that rap is like poetry. Yeah, I, I, I always... <laughs> you know, I've taught some troubled kids in my day, and I always like to pull that out as a joke, but it, you get Can mixed get results. <laughs> I think don't. Do you ever uh, sit on your chair backwards? <laughs> no, but I did one time... <laughs> That's the universal symbol of, hey, kids, I'm cool and just yeah. like you. I was teaching, like, incarcerated kids, and sometimes I would kind of play up, like, that I'm old and square to them, because it was funny to me and to them, you know? Yeah. Like, one of them was, like, doing an impression of me, uh-huh. and he was like... <laughs> I like him already. He was like, sit down, I'll beat that ass! And, like, saying all this stuff about what I should do, and then later in the day, like, someone's doing something, and I was like, hey, I'll beat that ass! And they really liked it. <laughs> they really appreciated it. You had to like sound as awkward as possible when you did it. It was part of the delivery. So then we go to the bathroom. Yay! And Deacon's harassing Screech in the bathroom. Carol, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about like, like so to me, right? We go in the bathroom and I start immediately doing my own cannon uh-huh. in the bathroom, and like Zeke was just pissing right on Screech while I was talking to him. Was he pissing in his mouth? Yeah, Screech yep. went down, and it was like a clown's mouth and a balloon burst mm. with piss. So, but it wasn't sexual. No, it okay. was just status cleaning. Yeah, it was, it was domination. Like, yeah, it was domination urine, just like Belding has the domination scat. It was like two bears in yeah, the woods. like two bears <laughs> jousting. That's cool. <laughs> I must have zoned out during this part. I don't remember any of this stuff. <laughs> Deke was, like, menacing the shit out of Screech in the toilet. Oh, and yeah, it reminded yeah. me of, like, all that bullying. They're, like, really touching each other. Like, to yeah. bully somebody is very intimate. I would yeah. not yeah. like to touch It's a the fine screen. line between love and hate. It's yeah, right. it's yeah. sensual when yeah. you bully someone. It was very yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 4. You really, <laughs> Two. You really enter their personal sphere. Um, I hate you. You're bad. I'm gonna beat you up. Mm. I, I'm so attracted to you. I have to mistreat you. Mm. Um, David, did anyone ever force you to do their homework? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, did you ever force someone to do your homework? That was what Austin was there for, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did all David's homework for him. Did you really? No. Yeah, I don't think I ever got forced into doing anyone's homework. I certainly plenty of run-ins with bullies because I was a nerd. Did they smack the books out of your hands? No, because we just had backpacks. What kind of bullies did you really run into, Austin? Um, I don't know, like ones that gave me shit all the time and like... What ethnicities were they? <laughs> harassed what me? Kind? I don't know. <laughs> Class 3 bullies. <laughs> were they like homoerotic bullies? Or did like have, goth bullies? Did they have backwards baggy jeans? <laughs> did they climb on rocks? Did they... Feed your Tamagotchi bad food until it died. Oh, that would be... Fu- that's like that like deep that, in your psychology so bully. Yeah, that's yeah. like what a girl bully would do mm-hmm. to me in middle school. Yeah, no, I mean, there was a couple that got physical, but for the most part, it was just harassment. When did you ever get physical with anyone else? Uh, sixth grade? Sixth and eighth grade? I wasn't there. That doesn't count. 
<laughs> it's not canon. That's was it in the bathroom? I there to protect him. Yeah, where were you, David? You could have helped me out. I was the one doing the beating up. <laughs> Alex, you're going to tell us, did, did you get bullied a lot? Uh, very mildly. I was like a weirdo outsider, so it was just, people just more ignored <laughs> me. But every now and then, if you just happen to be in the wrong place, you know, you get your books, like you said, your books knocked down. Or <laughs> yeah, that's a classic Somebody point. push you into like a, you know, a door or something yeah. like that. Would you so. take it real hard, or were you just kind of casual about oh, it? Oh, no, no. I would run home screaming. And would you really? Crying. No, no, no. But I, I took it hard internally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were really mad. I would just go home in, mentally. I'm like, you're such an idiot. You're such an idiot. To yourself or to them? Both. Carolyn, yeah. did you bully? No. <laughs> no, I'm like really nice in mm, real life, mm. but She's I have like a cutting really words. Nice. Sure, here or yeah. there. I have a Scorpio sting, and I, you know, right now I am thinking, if you saw my word balloon in my head, it's like some people should have gotten bullied more. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Um, just the people that I don't like, you know, like they're in the way. And, and, in the way? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Like, your you have to Joe's. come up with a solution for these right. problems. You're are you talking about Joe's and there's someone in the coffee line for you, and they take twice as long as they oh, should, and then okay, they're yeah. still in the way. Like, mm. I want to shoulder clip people. Okay. I don't want to stab them, and I don't even touch people aggressively at all. Right. But I do. I do just like on the road want to just like elbow somebody if they won't yield half mm, the right. sidewalk and shit. Yeah. Sounds like we got ourselves a bully here. I know. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it, nerd? Okay. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, Vladimir Putin or something. I know. You guys made it felt like I was a despot immediately. Yeah. So. I was afraid you were talking about me. But, Get out the way, know. bitch! <laughs> so anyway, anyway. Uh, Screech has to do Deke's homework, and then there's a commercial break. And Deke, Deke gives him the old Biff Tannen routine of uh, making sure he disguises the handwriting so that Miss Bliss doesn't know he's doing it for him. Deke is an experienced bully. Yeah, he's he's an old hat at this. He's got. He's a been system. bullying since the seventies. <laughs> You'd think he would take the time to teach Screech how to spell Deke. I know. Spoiler. He, oh, he doesn't know how to spell it. He doesn't know how to spell his own name. He can't oh, read. Oh, right. <laughs> but he does know later. Yeah. Deke is so old that he bullied Ralph Mouth. Oh. <laughs> but not when they filmed Happy Days. When it took place, they weren't all Happy Days. <laughs> I have a question about Dustin Diamond. Yeah, sure. Um, he's a terrible person. <laughs> A.K.A. Screech. Yep. Uh, now, we all know that throughout history there have been child actors who have incredible charisma. You got your okay. Gary Coleman's. Right. You got your uh, you got your young Ronnie Howard's. Uh-huh. Yep. Jonathan yep. Brandis. You got your Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. Do, do you think Dustin Diamond belongs in the... Like, let's say he had died at age 15. Let's oh, just say okay. that. That would be very convenient. Yeah, let's all say it. So let's all let's all just wish really hard all at the same time. Do you think we'd all be like, man, that Dustin Diamond? He was really he was that show was dumb, but he was a good comedy actor. I think if he died at the end of this season, right. at the end of the, you yeah. would have been like, man, that kid had potential. Yeah. But you haven't. You've clearly only seen two episodes of Saved by the Bell. Oh no, no, I know, but yeah, I know the, he was he was the yeah. perfect time to kill him would be like when he was. 11 years old. 11? Yeah. <laughs> he's actually younger than all the other actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's no, about 11 during this. You could definitely see, like, watching this, you can see why they brought Dustin Diamond when they retooled the show and relaunched it and were like, all right, which of these kids are we going to bring back? You yeah. can see why Dustin Diamond got picked. Like, he does have some comic timing and he seems fairly easygoing, especially for, like, an 11 year old kid. Yeah. And the really bad stuff is 
when he gets older and starts mugging for the camera and it kind of like gets in his head that he's this great right physical comedian and he starts yeah. playing it up and that's and he like overreaches and tries too hard yeah and then puberty hits and that is does him no favors but i think he's got some raw talent at the start here hmm. he has a lot of squandered potential yeah hmm. as yet unsquandered potential you're right, right. it's a squandered, squandered potential, potential. yes yeah. yeah. So, virtual break. Yeah. <laughs> Has you guys ever watched Degrassi? No. Mm. I'm familiar with it. David loves Degrassi. I also love Degrassi. Oh. I sense a new podcast happening here. <laughs> oh, I love to get You just fucked up, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> the next five years of your life just got ruined. <laughs> but the opening credits to the show, I know we're halfway through, but the opening credits to the show start almost exactly the same as the Degrassi credits. They really? wake up in the morning, the bell rings, it's exactly the same. Like the lyrics? Happen. Yeah, what has to do with waking up and a bell ring. Will you sing it? Yeah, sing it. I, I know like... the Degrassi one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I haven't done the original in a long time. You wake up every morning feeling kind of funky. Gee, it's time to go to school. Feeling kind of funky? I don't know if it's funky. I don't know the exact word. It might be funky, though. It's Canadian. It sounds like they have a hangover or something. Well, that's Degrassi. They're not afraid to touch the hot issues. Here's a little postscript editor note for you. I looked up the Degrassi theme, and boy does Alex Robinson not know the words. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Yeah. Well, that's like the official say by the bell lyrics. They're like, when I wake up in the morning. It's either in my mom or an alarm. It's that gives an that alarm. Line. All right, sure. The mom's name yeah. is Anna right. Lyle. Oh, Anna Lyle. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's both. Mm-hmm. All right, but Dave, we'll talk after the show about the Degrassi uh, podcast. Yeah. Soon for the rest yeah. of your life. All right. Cool. Have, have fun, you guys. I'm not even going to try to get in on that one. I'll show up just to have one wild episode. Oh, once you come up for one episode, you will be hooked. <laughs> I know, actually, Alex has been bothering us to come back on this show. Ugh. It's just been hard to schedule him in. We have so many great yeah. guests, you know. He can only watch shows that he will be on a podcast of. That's my, my new rule, is I do so many podcasts that <laughs> I have to uh, maximize my efficiency. <laughs> if there's, like, a show you really want to watch, or you're like, fuck, i got to do a whole podcast series now. Oh, yeah, I started doing, a, uh, what's that show that's on? The Simpsons. Oh, boy. So, oh, don't get awesome started. Episodes. You just made his... <laughs> Hearts go above his head. There must be a dozen Simpsons podcasts, right? Oh Probably. my god, oh, yeah. I don't even there's, know. There's how a bunch many. of them out there. Yeah. Are all, any of them our enemies? They're all called oh, Back when have it was good. Well, yeah. I don't want to talk about who our enemies are. That's right. I should have left it in the last season. I know. We tried to we tried to I'm put so, it to I bed. They've been sending us Whatever. After the show. You can tell me after yeah. the show. Yeah. Listen to that, listeners. I get all the scoops. <laughs> Next season, I'll be furious. Oh, yes. Exactly. In my opinionation, that podcast can go fuck itself. <laughs> wow. So anyway, uh, Deke gets a D plus on his fucking homework. D even. plus. It's what D the, plus. The, he gets a D plus. And Screech gets a D minus or something. The, the Screech gets a bad grade too, right? Because it's too much pressure. Yeah, because he makes, he's like, well, if I wanted a D, I could have done it myself. And Screech is like, I don't write well under pressure. He's and like I that could... broken pencil. 
Yeah. <laughs> his performance. So I guess the idea is supposed to be that he did just as poorly on his own homework. Right. Because he was under the pressure. That's why he got the D minus. And then he says that choking is his middle name. Mm. And I bet it is, but not for <laughs> tests. Screech choking powers. <laughs> choking powers. He's like Darth Vader. Nice. Um, <laughs> I feel like. Deke wouldn't care about his grade, though. Yeah, that's true. He just wants Miss Bliss off his back. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, a D is still a passing grade. You think that would be good enough for, like, for someone who just doesn't care about grades? All he wants to do is get done what he needs to get done and move on. But If I'm going to go to the trouble to threaten someone's physical well-being for my grades, I want better than a D. <laughs> well, plus, he he keeps moving from school to school, so you assume he's doing this at every school he oh, goes yeah. to. And yeah. He must learn that it doesn't work. Because he keeps getting kicked out. Like, <laughs> right. Well, only if it's Screech. Well, yeah. Exactly. Well, this guy's not good at learning. Yeah, that could be. That could be. <laughs> you know, he just keeps trying a broken system, but he's not smart enough to realize mm. it'll never work. That's the big lesson. So then, yeah. Deke's like, "You're gonna get better papers for me, Screech, or I'm gonna fuck you up." And that's how that scene ends. And then uh, we go to the cafeteria, good, good. and Screech is uh, his burgeoning bromance. With Mikey and Zach. He's complaining to them. And Zach's like, how can I make money off of this? (laughs) And this is where Mike is, like, against Screech. Because he keeps giving Zach the eye of, like, a conspiratorial look of approval of what Zach's doing. Yeah, Yeah. he's like, yeah, rake this guy over the coals, Zach. (laughs) Exactly. So is Zach supposed to be, like, the the Reggie Mantle of... The show, like a kind of jerk. Reggie Mantle was the yeah, on Archie. Yeah. He was kind of yeah, like no, the... no. Zach is supposed to be the Archie of this show. What? Yeah, <laughs> he's a bigot. <laughs> That's how terribly he's written. Is he's supposed yeah. to be the Archie, but he really is more like the Reggie. Hmm. Instead of like Archie, it's more like Star Wars, and it's more like he's oh, fucking Annie. <laughs> I know he's a little golden child who is raised for evil. And... Zach is. Yeah. Okay. No, he's oh. more like the guy in American Psycho. <laughs> Patrick Bateman? Yeah, he's like, only simulates emotion, and yeah. he's just trying to get what he wants from everyone. But he's like Tony Soprano, like, we are charmed by him, but he's got, <laughs> he's a sociopath. I always felt he was like the kid in the Twilight Zone who could wish people... That's true. Uh, he just could get whatever he wanted, and so now he's all, uh, has stunted he, development because... He does have powers in canon. He screech can powers. stop time. Yes. So he does screech powers, and he has, like, time-stopping powers. Yeah. Really? Yes. He doesn't have those yet, but oh, he has them later. With his pubescence. Yeah. When he gets bitten by a radioactive... But yeah, the the show the show wants to position him as like a lovable scamp. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't follow the rules and he kind of pushes things too far and he gets in trouble, but he means well and he's got a lot of potential and you know, the teachers give him a hard time, but they still want to see him succeed. And that's what they keep kind of putting out there, but if you watch it with any kind of critical eye, you're like, this guy's just a sociopath. <laughs> Well, and it builds over time. It does. It gets increasingly worse. And their ideas of, like, what would be a likable uh, kind of... What's the line between yeah. scamp and asshole? Yeah. yeah. And boy, do they cross that line. What's what's the line between lovable scamp and sex criminal? Yeah. The he... sex crimes. I haven't found that line. 
Well, I'm gonna. You're gonna get a court order that really clearly, clearly states it for you soon, David. You're gonna be served before you know it. So Milo and Tina yep. argue yep, Tina. about the use of the stage because she wants to nail something to the stage. Am I right? Yeah, she wants to nail a student on a crucifix oh, to the stage. Yeah, it's the '80s. Yeah, the '80s, right? Late '80s. Late yeah, '80s. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right on the edge of. Well, the whole Mapplethorpe era. Yeah. <laughs> gonna make poop art. Yeah, piss Christ and then yeah. a nail kid on stage. So, so who is that guy now? now Milo. Yeah. Milo? Yeah. So what do you, who do you think he is? Yeah. Well, based on his possessiveness <laughs> of the stage and his interest in the infrastructure of the school. Yes. I, I, it sounds racist, but I feel like he's the janitor. He's <laughs> yeah. Is he the janitor? Well, th- yes. You got all of it. Our, it's racist, our, but he's the janitor. Our yeah. contention is that he is like the head of the custodial staff, so he's not necessarily like the janitor, but he sort of organizes the janitors and oversees them. How many janitors? We this never school? see another one, but he talks about them a lot. So this is an open right. question. I think they're trying to avert racism, and they didn't just want to have him wearing like coveralls and yeah. be mopping shit up. So he's like in charge of these unseen yeah. janitors. But I really thought he was an administrator, and I was really holding strong to that. But these guys have uh, convinced me. So and then okay, we also start a series of Miss Bliss telling people to compromise and it fixing nothing. Now, I think this is the true theme of perhaps the whole series. Okay. It's an indictment of compromise. Yeah. One person's right, Democratic one person's system. wrong. Yeah. Battle of the survival of the fittest, yeah. somebody's got to go down. Might makes right. Well, no. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like you need to give a little more than just, hey, guys, compromise? Like, don't you have to actually listen to the problem and then actually try to come up with a solution that would be a compromise instead of just saying, like, hey, get along. You're like, But also, it's like Milo's job to be like, hey, you can't nail shit onto the floor <laughs> of the stage. Like, well, like, that's true. Like, I've, again, I have been in several plays and oh. I know. <laughs> fucking fancy. The I know. Thank you. Thank here. you. <laughs> exactly. I am. I'm the Meryl Streep of very small theater. Exactly. And the writer tells you what clothes you're going to wear. Yeah. And the costumer does. The writer tells the costumer. And you can't nail shit to the stage. Yeah, the janitor will yell at you if you try. Yeah, it. I feel like Miss Bliss talks about compromising and then Milo and Tina have this whole exchange where, of course, they take it too far and, you know, they're going to use sand and Tina will glue the sand on it. I'm like, I feel like the compromise is put your trees on the stage but don't nail them down. <laughs> yeah. Right. You have to use, like, a stand and some fucking gaffer's tape. Why don't they have that? Nail them to something heavy and then just set them on the floor? Like, I don't right. know why this is so complicated. Also, it really seems like Tina... Yes. Yep. What yep. she wants to do here. She was terrible at Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I know. <laughs> One note. That's going to be on her tombstone. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like all she's really concerned with is fucking up the stage. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I can't nail shit to the stage. I'm just going to glue sand to it then. That's yeah. the art, is the destruction of the stage. <laughs> something. It's symbolism. Right? I mean, if I had any idea what this play was, <laughs> I might have more of an idea. I just want to send Miss Bliss to, like, the Middle East or something so she can, like, negotiate some peace there. (laughs) Compromise. Guys, compromise. Compromise. (laughs) Why aren't we compromising? Palestine. Just compromise (laughs) with Israel. (laughs) Compromise. That's it. That's it. We never thought. No one ever thought. (laughs) So, can can I say... 
can I say one other thing? This, this scene with three actors, three adult actors in this show. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, I depressed the hell out of myself imagining, like, Tina? Is that her name? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Tina, go, the actress, going home and going like, oh, I have six lines. And, like, rehearsing and memorizing <laughs> it. And, like, which is a, oh, I want to glue sand. I want to glue sand to this <laughs> And then, like, reading to her husband, like, can you kind of read these to you? And, like, oh, it just depressed me. You'd be Milo. That. He's the janitor. <laughs> no, he's the head of the janitor. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, yeah. It's, At so. least she got a paycheck, but yeah. it is not great work. Can right. you imagine how bad these words look on the script? Oh, yeah. <laughs> how lifeless they must be. Well, it's like at least Haley Mills. This is like the end of her career, so like stuff happened before this. Yeah. yeah. But Tina, this is her whole career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was a big break. This is her legacy. <laughs> well, so the, so they were really smart to ditch as many of the adults. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, keep the one adult we need to teach the class. There's only one adult, right? There's um, no other. Usually, there's like Belding and yeah. a teacher. If we're going like Bayside years, okay. uh, college Belling's... years, they pick up a couple more adults. Yeah, it's good when they do. But okay. Belling's the only adult who stays with the show. Haley Mills. Yeah, is they, gone. Get, yeah. Right. they get they yeah. get smart that, in, that in and the Belling's next version. Only and just an adult the in that he's old. <laughs> yeah, he's clearly disinterested in the students. Well, well no, he gets too, too interested. interested. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, they're okay. That's later. He gets in Zach's bed and shoots finger guns at him. Hmm. Yeah, we'll talk. Wait. <laughs> Listen to any episode of this podcast. <laughs> Is ever. this the same thing, that bathroom story you're yeah. talking about? No. <laughs> same <laughs> kind of thing. Okay. So, that's round one of arguments. Is <laughs> Compromise. Tina and Milo are arguing. Miss Bliss says compromise, and then they keep arguing. Round two. Nikki and Lisa are mad at each other. Man, is everyone just on their periods for the first time around here? You're the only one who can make that joke. I know, I did. So then, uh, Miss Bliss is like, compromise. Because she didn't notice, I guess, when it didn't work last time. And then she throws tampons at Nikki and Lisa and tells him to plug it up. Yep, plug it up, plug it up, plug it up. (laughs) Tori comes by and starts the chant. Yep. Wow. And then Nikki breaks the light with her mind. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. So the, this, this one sounds awesome. Actually. Zero yeah. context for what they're even fighting over, really. Like Lisa wants something and Nikki wants something else. That's all we know. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is like they didn't even need to spend time trying to explain what it was, given what we end up having. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing is that compromise. This episode is full of scenes that end and then start again, like in the same place. Yeah. Like we basically see this scene. It's the same scene twice. It's like fucking Groundhog's Day, except the <laughs> actors are different. It's like, here's the adults, now here's the kids. But everything happens the same, other oh. than that. I'd like to point out that Ryan thinks this episode is better than Groundhog's Day. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's shorter. That, yeah. It is shorter. And thus that Dustin Diamond is a better comic actor than Bill Murray. Yep. It's oh. shorter, but it feels longer. <laughs> So, and then they still argue, and so, and it's weird because not only do we see that same scene twice, but neither time does it move the story forward at all. Yeah, it's just treading water. It's a real, like, this episode was two minutes too short kind Mm -hmm. of a sequence. I think the episode was originally just two minutes, and so now they're trying to, like, (laughs) frantically write in more stuff. They're like, we got this kid, he can't read. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Spoilers, yeah. It was like a PSA about literacy that they just drug out into the episode. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this was a topic that's near and dear to the writers, because I don't think they can write either. Uh-huh. Oh! Sick burn. So then we go to the hallway. 
and Zack confronts Zeke about Screech. And this is a really weird plan. He come, I mean, he comes up with some harebrained schemes in his day. <laughs> but he's basically like, hey, Screech can beat the shit out of you. So quit fucking with him. Yeah, he calls Screech a, a, a frail male fighting machine. A frail male fighting that's machine? That's what I heard, yeah, and I didn't rewind I, it. That's what I heard as well. Oh, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's what he said. Frail right. male. Frail male. Frail male. <laughs> Isn't saying you have a black belt in karate like saying you have a girlfriend in Canada? <laughs> no one's gonna believe you, right? Whatever, David. I'm just really cool. I mean, it might, it, it could be true, but no one's gonna believe it on face value. Yeah. But I went and saw her last summer. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what's weird too is that up till this point, Deke was pretty content to just force Screech to do his assignments. But now he's just like, nah, I'm just going to beat the shit out of Screech. <laughs> he likes the challenge. He's bloodthirsty. He's like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, no, Zach 100% just makes it worse. Like it's not <laughs> that he, it's not that he fails in helping Screech. It's that he's actively harming Screech by trying to help him. Yeah. Do you guys think it'll be harder for Deke to break Screech's neck than it was to break the pencil? No. Well, he is a pencil neck. Oh, oh, you guys. Uh, I picture him more breaking his back. Okay, Mm. like a Bane thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like a Bane thing. So Screech being the Batman in that situation. (laughs) Whoever gets hurt is the one that Screeches. So what you're saying is that Screech is like Batman. No. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Yes. Deke is the, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, do, do we get to the part of the lockers yet? What? <laughs> there's a oh. scene where Screech is in a locker oh. hiding. Wait, that's later. Oh, okay. sorry. Because there's like every yeah, scene has lockers. Yeah. No, no, I know. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, wait, okay, so then Zach approaches Screech and he's like, oh, at least now your brother will have his own room. This being the first and last time that Screech has a brother. Yep. Just want to point that Suspicious. out. Suspicious. Hmm. That's just like in the later episodes, how they'll have like a dog if there's a joke about it. My dog did this, Mr. Booberry. Yeah, Mr. Booberry. Um, so, so anyway, what did Screech do to his brother? That's what I want to know. Mm. <laughs> you mean that child, that black child, he was the brother of? Oh yeah, that was way later though. Maybe his brother died, and he put his brain and organs inside Kevin the robot. That was my theory. That was my theory exactly, oh, actually. Wow, except except okay. Screech murdered his brother to put his brain into a robot body. But you know. Well, so, don't you feel like Zack would have done the murdering and Screech would have just <laughs> yeah. utilized the organs? That, that makes sense. Your story checks out, Kevin. Yeah. So, so he's like General Grievous, then. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Sure. Sorry, I don't include a Star Wars reference. But he's reference cooler too. than General oh, Grievous. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. Kevin the robot's cooler than General Grievous. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like General yeah. Grievous, but created by like a thirteen-year-old kid. Yeah. So, like, C three PO. Oh. <laughs> so then we go to the hall again. So this is another like this is a hall to hall transition. Ah. Uh, like, hall. The scene. <laughs> it's some stunning uh, cinematography. Yeah. The scene ends in the hall and starts in the hall. <laughs> so, and everyone's looking for Screech. Oh, and then he's hiding in the locker, which is the OG Screech hiding in a locker. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's a first appearance. Chronologically, right? Yeah. Yeah, he said he never did it before, though, too. That's what I just said. Well, yeah. I'm saying, this is... I've never mind, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was getting the impression you're saying that's the first time we've seen it, but this is apparently the first time for him to do it as well. Like, oh. Like, he mentions yeah. it, so uh, he must like it, though, because he hangs out there all the time. In the yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, he's like sipping through a straw through the locker. And it's just kind of sad, but it's his first contortionism act. Later on, he's mm. able to fit his head inside a filing cabinet. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do you see that or you just hear about you it? You see it. No, he comes out of a filing cabinet. Two very cabinet. bad special effects. You see his head come out of a filing cabinet. That was real, David. <laughs> I would push you for the panel. Sure. Do any of you guys go to a school where the lockers were actually big enough for people to stand in? I oh. never tried. Or had to try. I, I, assume if, so. I assume if it was possible, people would be doing it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think ours were half size, and maybe that's why. I've never seen, been no. to a school where that was true. I so. feel like, David, I think our high school lockers were tall enough that we could have gone in, but they weren't yeah. wide enough. Well, like, yeah. they were even if they were wide enough, they weren't deep enough. They were tall. So, like, you could get, yeah, like, there's, your arm yeah, there's that Like, too. you could get your arm in, like, half a boob. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, all right. <laughs> so in. there's three dimensions to a locker. <laughs> And yeah. always at least one, if not two, were insufficient. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but yeah. Screech is really skinny. Like, if he wanted to, yeah. he could fit in probably most boxes. He dislocates his shoulder mm-hmm. and pops him and goes in like there. Like, in the 1920s vaudeville, when people used to, like, get inside a milk right. crate, yeah, and that yeah. was their act. Yeah. One guy said he was going to get inside a bottle, and the theater rioted because what? he didn't do it. Then he's oh. like... Help, I'm trapped in another bottle. Please rescue me. That's the note he sent to the theater after he sold it out. Wow. It was awesome. People in the 20s are so dumb. I know. <laughs> they believe anything. I'm glad they're all dead. Yeah. Everyone all. just Almost. kept getting into smaller and smaller shit until yeah. the guy's like, I'm in a bottle. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> the bottle stuff and rage back then. <laughs> yeah. So Mikey gives some incredible advice to Screech, which is... Compromise. When, when D gets you... <laughs> Fall on a fat kid. <laughs> I wish Herbert was around. Yeah, he's not really fat. Alan, Alan Fairbanks. Alan Fairbanks. Yeah. That's where you want to land. <laughs> it to is cushion. an odd, Well, as we know, it's an odd statement. Now, I was thinking you're just going to go with the play possum, which worked. Like, if he hits, when he hits you, just go down and act like you're dead. No. <laughs> and maybe he'll leave you alone after like pawing <laughs> at you for a few. But <laughs> yeah, but that, that effect could delay. <laughs> yeah, that David, that wouldn't have had the the same gloss of like. 80s callousness towards those who are different as fall on a fat kid does. So that's what they went with. If you soil yourself while you're down, they usually stop punching you. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want to get their shoes dirty. Yeah, yeah. it's called playing skunk. Yeah, ah. See, she knows all the... She was totally a bully. <laughs> that's when yep. I leave him alone. <laughs> be a skunk! Shake your pants! Shake your pants! <laughs> that would be a good way to bully people. Oh I like my that. god, that would be the worst. <laughs> Plus, he's approved it. Like. Poop, 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 poop. Yeah. If you get the whole, all the uh, wow. students to scream that with you. Mm. What is that? Welcome to the dollhouse, where she's like, I'm going to see you shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great one. <laughs> they yeah. just made a sequel to that. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Let's review it. I know, yeah. please. Can't see it unless so we I, review I, it. I think this might be my second favorite Mr. Belding moment of all time. Oh, my God. Okay, so Derek approaches. <laughs> Deke. Derek. There is Deke me. approaches. And they're like, Mr. Belding! <laughs> <laughs> like he's gonna actually help out. Like for he once. just like it's just pure coincidence that like he happens to come walking down the hall at this pivotal moment, and they're like everyone's sort of like equal parts relieved and frantic, where they're like Mr. Belding. And what does Mr. Belding do? <laughs> Hi, kids. <laughs> and like, what's up? That scene could have been better. That's oh, he Mr. Mr. Belding scatting as he came down. Oh, the hall. Yeah. <laughs> 
scanning. And he just moves on, and that's the end of that. Like, yeah. it's just this great moment of, like, oh, here comes some relief. Mr. Baldi goes, stop this. No, he won't. But speaking of which, like, if you're going to fight somebody in the hall, like, isn't the best way to do no. it. Like, I mean, I guess it is, though. Underneath the willow tree. And, like, <laughs> yeah, there's a reason meet me at 3 p.m. by the flagpole is a cliche. It's yeah. like, that's... Mm. You need to not yeah. be in the hallway when you're doing this stuff. But then you need a school that has more than just a hallway. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And Deke has already been kicked out of so many schools. Yeah. Clearly this isn't an issue for him. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and neither does Mr. Belding. He yeah. gives no fucks. This is clearly yeah. where he stops trying at his job ever. He's like, beat up the screech, fucking whatever. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Carolyn, if you're a principal, you'd let someone uh-huh. beat up screech, though, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, certainly. <laughs> you'd pay him to. Yeah. yeah. Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> so then Miss Bliss shows up. It would have been cool if Deke had just beaten up Miss Bliss, too. I would have been in that. Oh, yeah, so she breaks it up. <laughs> yeah, so you just want some, like, a student beating up a teacher? A 20-year-old to hit a 40-year-old yeah. woman. Well, a 40-year-old. A 25-year-old. Miss Bliss is about five years older than me, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, they could totally hook up. I know, that would have been cool if they that started dating at the end. Episode. I mean, maybe if. And I'm sure there'll be an, a Deke follow up episode. We'll see where the relationship She goes. could teach him yeah. to read sexually. Yeah. <laughs> So this is an interesting... Wait, does that mean she uses sexual techniques yeah. to teach him? Or that she says, well, if you can't read normally, read sexually. Like, <laughs> like Braille, where he's rubbing his wiener on the pages. and you know, dick Braille. Sexual dick Braille. Like, yeah, I'm this, open to all of these methods in right, the montage. Yeah. Let's just get it in the can, you guys. Whoa, ain't it? Dick Braille. <laughs> That's my new name. Yep. So this is an interesting uh, progression of the story, though, because then Screech is pissed. At Miss Bliss for yeah, bailing him out because it made him look like a punk ass bitch. Well, it's like mm-hmm. fuck you, Screech. She's the only one who saved you. You can't like take it out on your mother figure <laughs> that this twenty year old dude wants to yeah. beat your ass. And you were just hiding in a locker like a pussy <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> now suddenly you're all mad. Maybe this false bravado, like he just wants everyone else to see that like he was actually willing to get beat up, but he doesn't want to. Well, he wants to, like, show off that he's tough in front of the nice teacher who saved his punk ass, which yeah. makes him even more of a bitch. Mm. He can't win. No. I did have my, my favorite line of the whole episode where he says, at least if I were dead, I could live with myself. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, that's how I feel about Screech, too. <laughs> like, we all agreed, right? His legacy would be stronger had yeah, he died. Yeah, true. What if Deke just, like, slit Screech's throat with, like, a compass or a protractor just, yeah. like, right now? Wow. Mm-hmm. The show would take a very dark turn. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now who's saved by the bell? Yeah, if you had that and Miss Bliss sleeping with Deke, it'd just be a different show. I think we're asking Where was the bell to save you this old. time? And then it would cut to his funeral with the tolling of the, oh, of the funeral bell. Yeah. Oh, I have thought of his funeral so many times. I know, then we would be saved by the bell. <laughs> exactly. So then we get a commercial break. <laughs> and uh, pow, pow, power wheels. <laughs> and then we go to the classroom, and it's just Miss Bliss and Deke. Yeah, where'd they put the rest of the kids? It's like after school. Hmm. They're probably watching the play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, she's like, I want you to do a report on a president. And she gives him a list. Here's a list of all the presidents. <laughs> 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 like, you're like, 
Mine's like a classy misplaced. Yeah. Mine's the upstairs misplaced. Yeah. It's the downstairs. Totally Terry Jones. Uh, Here's a list yeah. of all the presidents. Total pepper pot. Don't you own the Picasso? You can't do Lincoln. He's not on the list. Austin. Yeah. I propose a wager. I think I can get Alex Robinson to speak very proper English by the end of the month. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take you on your wager. Also, I noticed when Alex took his glasses off that he's a beautiful woman. (laughs) Move your blooming off. I'm going to get him to go to the prom with me. (laughs) He'll be the prom queen. Oh, the happiest girl in the world! <laughs> <laughs> blood. I uh, can't wait to see that prom photo. Poop so, yourself, poop yourself, poop yourself. <laughs> so here's where we learn that Deacon's just misunderstood. Mm, yeah. He's just... So, I mean, you, our listeners may not have figured this out yet, but Dee can't read. <gasps> I know. Oh What's God. interesting is part of the reason Miss Bliss figures this out is because... He spelled his name differently twice, supposedly. But Screech did that. Even though one of the times was because Screech just didn't know how to spell his name. Right. Yeah. So that really wasn't any real reason. That was proper. Well, you can never tell how much time is passing on this show. <laughs> so maybe she's been in his class for a couple of weeks. Maybe we missed yeah. the scene where he was supposed to read something on the board and he was like, <laughs> or, or, is this, or is this all just like day two? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's Could why be. I keep my cursor over the timestamp of the episode so I can see how many more minutes of it there is. I definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> many times I've been like, "Fuck!" Five scr- more minutes scrubbing through. Five you're like, yeah, so <laughs> you're right is not being able to read an excuse for being a dickhead. No, I think it's this. Well, how many tough kids on TV have been un- unable to read? All of them. (laughs) All the kids. Well, no. They all have some sort of uh, issue, some fault in them that they're compensating for by being bullies, you know? What was the Fonz... The Fonzie. The Fonz's fault. The Fonz couldn't read? I don't know. He might have been dyslexic. You know, I was thinking of the Fonz, too, with that. Yeah. You would think he did that, I think the Fonz taught somebody who couldn't read, I believe, who was a Maybe Chachi couldn't read? Mm. He hung out in the toilet. (laughs) He didn't Just have like a toilet office. And, uh, yeah. I do know that Jordan Catalano couldn't read, but he wasn't a bully. What he was he a dreamboat. Found? My so-called life. Oh. And Nelson then, Nelson Muntz? Could he not read? I don't know. That's a little a, heavy for the Super <laughs> Simpsons. He was only a bully one time, and then he was more of like a... Well, tell it to Martin. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I mean, it's, it is worth pointing out that uh, the Simpsons pretty much did this episode in its first season. Which... It's a little different. I mean, it's a little bit different, but just the idea of like the the main protagonist getting tormented by the school bully. I mean, it's it's a sitcom trope slash cliche, but Simpsons. So you're saying Simpsons invented the school bully premise? Yeah, it was, it was, it was the same time though. No, I know been... this might have even been like a year earlier. Yeah, sure. oh yeah, this this, this this is before this is before the Simpsons would have done it. Mm. So what I'm saying is that the Simpsons is completely based on this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you said main protagonist, and that certainly isn't true of this episode. Yeah, that's true. Well, and I think that there's some implication that Deke has horrible parents. Well, yeah, he says his parents didn't want to read. He goes, do your parents know? And he says, who do you think taught me not to read? (laughs) Yeah, my favorite line. I wrote it down, too. That was so good. So do you think they, like, sat him down when he was a baby? 
They gave and him a book, like, and then they smacked it out yeah, of his hands. They're like, don't read this. I get the image that anytime he reads, they just break a beer bottle over his head. <laughs> or they're like, you know what sound the cow makes? It's not important. Yeah. There's a pat the bunny, and every time he's about to pat it, they pull it away and then burn. Or they put like an electro- electrode in uh, the bunny, so every yeah. time you touch yeah. it, you're like, ah, oh, you learn not to dark not trust books. Has. Yeah, I feel like this is the show trying to establish that Deke has a tough home life without getting into too much detail because they're yeah. trying to be squeaky clean. But the general idea of like, oh, who do you think didn't teach you to be like, sure, maybe his parents didn't help him, but he's in ostensibly middle school at this point. That's an <laughs> awful lot of teachers that have dropped the ball. Like parents can help their kids read, but they also can learn it in school once they start going to school. No, but his parents taught him not to read. <laughs> so I think it's like being Amish or something like they're very strict about what he can and cannot do. And they were really intent on him not reading. They like paint over their street sign. I think they're like some kind of like all gibberish. Yeah. Swirlies, swirly star, I frown, think, Turkish. You know, like like parenting <laughs> methods always pretty. change. You know, and they just like Deke was born at this particular moment where there was like this movement that like don't teach your kids to read movement. Seventies. Yeah. So his parents are actually <laughs> it was like, the late fifties. Yeah. Also, <laughs> oh, they're like hippie beatnik types that didn't right, yeah. believe in reading. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and they're just like the government can control you if you read. So that's what it is. He's fighting the system. Well, you also... We, the I think it was so funny that the way she busted him was because he had this list of presidents. Yeah. Um, and it was like... She was like, so what names are on the list? And she's like, Uncle Ben, Aunt Jemima, and Johnny Walker. Like, it's my shopping list. <laughs> but I love the fact that her shopping list is brand specific. Yeah, yeah totally. Like, yeah. Uncle Bran, Ben, converted rice. And, yeah, it's and not just like rice. It's yeah, exactly. Uncle Ben's instant yeah. rice. Yeah, because she might right. forget what brand she likes when she gets there. Yeah, and if it was a <laughs> so. shopping list, I mean, typically if you're illiterate, you can still you still know words. I'll put it that you way. You don't understand. His parents taught him not <laughs> to read. <laughs> he doesn't even recognize the symbols. On the quiz earlier, seemingly like he could like suss out a few but it was just like a picture, it was like a drawing of a dick and balls. <laughs> and he got it right, too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah it was finally a student against <laughs> You guys, what else do you think was on Miss Bliss's shopping oh, list? Great I think it's AA batteries, All right. uh, wine, cat food, and cucumbers. Well, no, it'd have to be yeah. Duracell AA batteries. Yeah, it has to be Robert Mondavi wine. Fresh <laughs> scoop kitty litter. <laughs> Yeah, I think those are all excellent choices. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a big bottle of a rosé. Yeah. yeah, that's what you get when you have a dead husband. Oh. She has a dead husband. At home? Yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> at home. He's, <laughs> he's, presumably, he's presumably in a so, cemetery somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have that verified. That's true, yeah. And, uh, Airwick brand air fresheners. <laughs> Dr. Stiffly embalming fluid. <laughs> we don't see Miss Bliss's house this episode? Oh, uh, no, we not do not. this episode. I just wonder how much money they spent on that set, and I feel like they don't get the most out of it. No. Oh, we do see it, though? Yeah, yeah. they come over and <laughs> hang out. It's weird. They really don't, because they set maybe, like, one scene every other episode there, and that seems like a waste of a set. I know. When they could have done, like, an outdoor setting for the school, or another classroom, or... Well, I guess they thought they'd have a lot more episodes. You know, they thought she was going to be around for six years or whatever. They didn't yeah. know that uh, yeah, the clock yeah. was ticking. That she would not be saved by the bell. Ooh, well, or she was, because she <laughs> no, didn't do this true. shit anymore. 
<laughs> so Miss Bliss wants to help him read, and he's worried he'll be laughed at, which is a big concern. And then, especially since he's the biggest, toughest kid in school. Yeah, exa- exactly. So then we go to the office, <laughs> and uh, Belding's like, let's ditch this piece of shit kid. <laughs> and Miss Bliss... Miss Bliss is like, he can't read, he needs help, and Belling's like, fuck that shit, bitch. <laughs> Biddly bop ba doop bop boo. <laughs> I believe he said you can't touch them all. Yeah! And then oh. he makes this joke, he says, nobody can touch them all except for poor Mr. Claymore, who blew up the science lab. What does that mean? Um, I think I know how I'm choosing to interpret it. Please tell us. Uh, Mr. Belding is a pedophile. Alright. He's a pedophile. And Mr. Claymore was also a pedophile. And it's like Freddy Krueger, we're going back to Nightmare on Elm Street, who died in a fire as a pedophile and touched everybody, Mm -hmm. alive or dead. Why why does this uh, make Mr. Belding a pedophile? Yeah, how does he get dragged? Just because he is. There's no way that chemistry teacher was doing this without some kind of protection yeah. from above. And he said you can't touch everybody, and that is Belding's theme stated. He's yeah. always trying to touch Zach. I, I heard that MC Hammer was a student of Mr. Claymore. Oh, sorry. No. Sorry, guys. He's too legit yeah, this to quit. Is, this oh. is again where Let's Belding what? says that they, like, they offered to send Deke to a remedial school to learn how to read or something and he refused to go and again I'm like I don't think that's how it works when you're a minor like, well he's not a minor yeah. <laughs> he's a, I mean, he's a coal okay. miner yeah. that's true he is he's a retired coal mortgage. miner yeah. Yeah. I, I withdraw my objections Okay. so wait are we to assume then that Mr. Claymore yes. he blew up the science lab uh-huh. and when all the children were rendered unconscious he touched them all. Yeah. Okay. And he would touch some of them before. Yeah. And it's just it's a it's a Freddy Krueger stitch. He burned right. in the fire, and then the ones he didn't touch, and he died touching children. Okay. And then his ghost has been touching them ever since. Yeah. Oh, so he chose them the name Claymore on purpose, then, like the writers. Yeah. Cause of yeah, because it's a weapon, right? Yeah. He has Claymore hands instead of hmm. Wolverine hands. So you think they were like, we're getting, uh, what's this guy's name again? We're getting Andreas Jones on the show. He's a big star from Nightmare. Let's do a Nightmare, let's do a Nightmare and Elm Street kind of themed yeah. episode. Yeah. Sort of setting up this it's offhand a, comment about subtly. a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, it's a subtle brand tie-in. Just yeah. like when the rappers rapped about Freddy Krueger. It's like poetry. Oh, yeah. Will Smith. Was yeah. it Will Smith? Will Smith did yeah. a Freddy rap, yeah. Yeah. So... Uh, we go to the hall, and Nikki and Lisa... Will Smith did a rap about a pedophile who was burned in a horribly burned in a yeah, fire. Yeah, did a Freddy Krueger rap. Yeah, it was, was just okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it goes like this. Summer, summer, summertime, summertime. <laughs> so anyway, I know that Carol and I have had some pretty rough fights. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, but see, what happens is sometimes Carol will be like, fuck you, and I'll be like, fuck you, but then we'll say it at the same time. Fuck Um, you! And then we make up. Jinx. (laughs) Like, we haven't done that for two weeks. Compromise. Basically, you're saying you compromise. Compromise. I'm saying fuck you at the same time. We haven't done that since the last time our cycles synced up. I know. So that's how Nikki and Lisa make up about 
whatever they were fighting about <laughs> for whatever story purposes. It so really we'll, seems like Tina should have been more proactive in settling their disputes in terms of theater structure. Well, she was busy having her own disputes that go nowhere. But yeah. Part of it was Lisa just decided not to be in the play anymore, too, right? Or she's a producer or something? That is not yeah, she, she decides, you should get someone else to be the, the star. I'm going to be the producer. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. That's ben, not sure. even a thing in a middle school stage show. No. It's not. I don't know. It's not. So let's just... <laughs> Do we have it on authority that yeah. that is not how it works so, in, uh, in, in... Let me tell you about world. the mean streets of theater, <laughs> y'all. Oh, yeah. Of junior high theater. So let's all just put it all behind <laughs> us. A broken dream for every light on... Uh, what's the name of that school they go to? Uh, I don't, I don't know even know what school JFK, is. JFK, JFK Junior High. Ooh. JFK Junior yeah. High? Yeah. yeah. Oh, not JFK Junior High. <laughs> yeah. JFK Junior High. I'm pretty yeah, sure that, we that, had that same joke last time. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It's yeah. it. No, Sorry. it's crazy saying it yeah. from a new, a yeah. new way. It's a nice callback. It's like Rashomon. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Screech approaches with Mikey and Zach, and he's he's willing things to them, which Zach is like clasping his hands together like yes I'm gonna get that stereo and uh, <laughs> gets the stereo though and then uh, I liked this um, where uh, Screech is now seeking out Deke and he's just walking in the hell going Deke I want you <laughs> yeah, they spoil West Side Story for anybody who hasn't seen it right that oh, seemed yeah. like a really random reference yeah, it was almost as good as F Troop as far as when they reference things. Well, that ties it in with the whole theater yeah. Yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. and very... with the death of Natalie Wood. Oh, yeah, too soon, Carol. Well, soon. So then, she did die much too soon, you're right. Screech is like, someone take a picture of me and give it to the plastic surgeon, which is the last <laughs> thing you should want to do. Yeah. <laughs> put it on the knot wall. <laughs> get a picture of Zach and give it to the plastic surgeon. Yeah. Well, it's like, Screech already looks like a before picture. He kind of says that, doesn't he? He's like, this face ain't yeah. much, but I'm a kind of attached to it, I think he says. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's, like, I think that's it. That's, that's one of those things where no, obviously should, the though. writers wrote it for him, and how does he feel that they decided they needed to write that for him? <laughs> I'm the ugliest kid in the school. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when you learn what your archetype is, and yeah. the character actor is a tough road, but it can True. be done well. Yeah. But I hate Screech. We've oh. talked about that a lot on this, or like, what's yeah. it like to be cast as like the fat girl that no one wants to date, <laughs> that he talked to on the phone, and she had a good personality. Mm. But then he met her. But part of me just feels a little worse, because of how young Dustin Diamond is at this stage where like mm-hmm. he might not be as understanding of the character actor role. Sure. sure. But they gotta break him early. Yeah, I know. suppose. <laughs> this is the break beginning of a long, hard road. Do you know, do they allow a lot of improvising? Like, on the, do they allow the actors to improvise? Maybe Screech, maybe Dustin Diamond improvised that line. Probably not. You gotta put that in, kid. You know, I, don't I don't think, think they so. encouraged yeah. it, but they don't stop it because I think it's just one take and you move on. You're not really worried about uh, perfecting yeah. the scene. Hmm. So then Deke approaches, and uh, again, I'm just gonna throw this one to Carol again. He goes up to Screech, goes, You and me, boys' room. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that part. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. Did a lot of guys come up to you in the hallway in high school and say that? <laughs> no. I did not date any fellow students. I dated a guy that I met not in school. Oh, yeah, and he was old, right? Yeah, I was 16. He was 19. Oh, uh, that's illegal. It was fine for me. It was so. fine for you, but you weren't breaking the law. Uh, 
you know, here and there. I mean, you broke other laws. Sure, yeah. Right. Every day, every day. Yeah. Poop, poop, poop. <laughs> Is that, that's not technically against the law as far <laughs> as I you. know. Thank you. You would be my counsel. There you go. Your honor. <laughs> I think Making someone shit their drawers? If that's illegal, I don't want to be in this country. America! <laughs> I don't want to live in a world where you can't force someone to shit. I will make it legal. It wasn't forced, it was just suggesting. Oh, yeah. Strongly suggesting. <laughs> so then everyone gets in front of Screech to defend him, which again ends up being totally pointless. Uh, I remember that being the end of this, but I, I don't remember. Yeah, it was a little ever. ice Spartacus. It was nice. Like, if you all gang up on a bully, they can't bully you, right? Mm. Yeah. That day. Did you learn that the hard way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone shit their pants. Oh. And then I was like, this is too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all punching all of them. I know. It would be cool if he just beat the shit out of all of them. <laughs> so then Screech goes into the, boy- into the bathroom... And uh, there's this really weird moment where Screech is saying all this shit, and Deke's like, you're weird. And it's just like, he's kind of like smiling a little, but it's just yeah, it he, off-putting. He's the attraction now. Screech's like fighting move of like putting his hand in his face. Oh, that works. And then using the arm through it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a For whatever reason, that's always stuck with him. Yeah, he like tuck his self in yeah, the shirt. Yeah, I, I made a note of that too, David. Like the, the arms over the face then through the other arm thing is one of those moves I've always remembered. But uh, don't like put your fist through your crooked arm. Yeah, I you know. know? <laughs> just, you you could just that. have a free arm. Like this isn't good for radio, but like <laughs> So we will just Ryan is demonstrating the different <laughs> advantages to punching through your crooked arm. Versus... Punching both of us. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You probably Maybe you want to put your hand on your face anyways, because if you just punch the hand it's still yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's not as bad as a fist to your face probably. I don't know, but it'll get your palm right in your nose, dude. That is true. And if he punches hard enough, you could break his hand and his nose. Oh, two for one. <laughs> yeah. It's but, a more efficient way of fighting. Yeah. But it it doesn't matter, because Deacon Screech bond over... Deacon shirt. Screech. Deacon Screech. Deacon. <laughs> they become Deech. <laughs> over their shared feelings about being laughed at. Mm. And, uh, and no one's laughing during this oh. scene. Well, first yeah. Deke is like, You're not going to laugh at me? I can't read. And then Screech is like, it's not funny. And it was a very serious moment, and I was very into it and such. But uh, then, then, like, Deke almost has, like, a mental breakdown because he can't understand someone not laughing at him. And it's yeah. very, uh, I thought he might just end up going on a murder rampage, but it didn't happen. Would have been good. <laughs> Would have been a better ending. So then Deke just won't. Yeah. Deke Maybe lets this all down, basically. <laughs> Maybe that explains why they had to reboot it, because in between this season and the next one, he did go on a killing rampage. Uh, killed Miss Bliss, killed the janitor, killed... Yeah. What was her name? Tina? No, it doesn't matter. Tina, and all, and then, so they had to basically re-staff. I mean, we... This is <laughs> not the first that. time we've talked about this. <laughs> so but we always no, assume that Zack is the killer. Yeah. 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 But, you know, Deke could definitely have started, like, I don't think Zach was killing the primary adults at this time. He'd, like, pick off the husband of Miss Bliss. Well, what if Deke goes on the, the murder Bliss. rampage? Zach's the one that stops Deke with murder, but that's, like, the breaking point for Zach, where now his brain is broken, too. Murder versus murder. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, sure. we, we only have theories about who does all the murdering. <laughs> 
Boy, there must be a new Saved by the Bell fan theory like every week. Yeah, yeah. you guys must constantly be addressing those. Only from us. <laughs> There's a really good episode of Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> so then, all of them are really good episodes of Unsolved <laughs> yeah. Mysteries. So then, Deke is inspired by Screech being a fucking weirdo. Yeah. To learn to read. Yeah, I don't get this scene. I don't know. But anyway, he's like, Miss Bliss, teach me how to read. And she's like, okay. And then they totally have sex, right? It's like, yeah, it's a sexual reading montage. There's lots of paper cuts. Puts his wiener on the braille. (laughs) The dick braille! (laughs) (laughs) He just slams his dick inside a thesaurus. Oh! (laughs) The thesaurus? Why specifically a thesaurus? You know, for synonyms. Oh, okay. All I know is Deke is... I don't know. For wiener, cock... Junk. Schlong. Schlong. <laughs> All I know is Deke gets hooked on phonics oh, after this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I gotta get more of them sweet, sweet phonics, motherfucker. I'll and then you. Screech. So you can go, oh, Screech kind of maybe actually helped someone. But before we get out of here, he's got to fuck it up. Yeah. So he's walking down the hall. He's talking to Mikey about how Deke was a big pussy. And he, he cowered to Screech and all this shit. And then Deke sees, wah, wah, the end. And Screech runs away like a bitch. And, and, and even Miss Bliss is enjoying Screech shitting his pants. Yeah, <laughs> well, he totally... I mean, even Miss Bliss at this point is like, all right, he deserves to get beat up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit, shit, so. shit, shit. Shit, Yeah, everyone likes to see a good pants shitting, yeah, exactly. you know, once in a while. It really yeah. brings the truth well, together. the janitor, I'm sure, is a crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, guys, I'm sure that we're going to see lots of Deke moving forward now. Yeah, yeah. learning to read. Yeah, I love how we didn't see him learn to read at all. It's just kind of like, well, maybe they'll figure it out. To be fair, he probably just died of a heart attack. (laughs) (laughs) He died of old age. (laughs) Did we ever resolve the whole Milo Tina thing? No. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) She glued sand to the stage like a bitch. I don't know. I'm calling her a bitch. Milo and Tina said the same thing at the same time to each other. And everything was fine. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we didn't do that. We haven't done that since two years ago. <laughs> so, uh, Alex Robinson. Yes. What did you learn today? I learned that you're never too old to learn. All right. You can be 35 years old and still learn to read. Really? I got a year left. Uh, <laughs> you can do it. And uh, I learned that... Um, uh, Aunt Jemima was not president of the United States. <laughs> that I learned. She was robbed. Yeah. She totally was robbed. Austin, what did you learn? Uh, I learned that uh, I guess reading is important. That's not true. We didn't see anything that pr- that indicated that. <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you, Screech is your example there. Are you trying to model yourself after Screech, Austin? <laughs> or, I, or I learned that, uh, conversely, that not reading is what makes bullies bullies. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. definitely true. Yeah. Carol, what'd you learn? Well, I learned a great way to learn to read is dick braille. <laughs> <laughs> you have to use the most sensitive part of the shaft and rub against the dots. And then, you know, it's fun for everybody. Also, I learned that, right, that Zach's mom is named Anna Alarm. And she's the one who gives out a warning when you won't uh, make it on time. Hmm. Wakes him up every day. Do we ever see the, any of the... How many of the parents do we see? Do we we see, see Zach's mom mm-hmm. and we see his dad, never in the same room. Mm-hmm. We see Lisa's dad. Ryan's friends with Lisa's dad. Yeah, I know him in real life. In real life? I yeah, are. we had him on the show. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, like Lisa's the second mom episode. we've seen. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Zach's dad fucked Miss Bliss last week. Yeah, yeah, he did. It was a different dad. It was like his spooky extra dad. Wow. We've seen <laughs> the we've show? seen Jesse's yeah. dad. Yeah. Jesse's dad fucked a girl in the hot tub while Jesse's Jesse was dead. While Jesse watched. <laughs> yeah, parents are getting a lot of action on this show. Yeah. They're deep in Bliss. <laughs> and we've parents seen Slater's dad. Mom. Or dad. <laughs> Slater's well, we dad and saw Kelly's Slater's mom. And no, Kelly's deadbeat dad. Missing, oh, dad. we did see Kelly's dad bum money off Kelly. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, David, what did you learn? I learned that you can't touch a moth. <laughs> <laughs> Keep trying, David. That's what the order says. Keep trying. I learned that jerks are misunderstood. <laughs> and that Screech is like Batman. True. Both of these things are true. They're very true. Mm-hmm. We only learn things that are true on here. Um, oh, I also learned that if you're going to fall down, use a fat kid to break your fall. Oh. That's the real takeaway here. Yeah. Yep. Although, what if you're a fat kid? I was just about I to ask fatter, that. There's I'm always like, a fatter kid. There's always a fatter kid. Maybe there isn't. You just take the second fattest kid. Yeah. And there's like a nice boom <laughs> sound when you guys hit. It's cute. So, uh, before we sign off, we're going to do the mailbag this week. We've gotten some interesting epistles that I wanted to share with y'all. Uh, first, we got a really interesting Facebook comment that we would like to address, which is, uh... I feel like this one is for me. A little bit. Uh-oh. Keeping in mind that we record ahead of time, uh, the episode we just posted got a Facebook post comment from Kristen Wynn, who may not like us using her whole name, but she doesn't listen to our show anymore, so what's to be lost? <laughs> she said, did anyone listen to this week? You gotta read it in your British lady. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What, no, she said, did anyone listen to this this week? Why was it so long? I turned it off because of Carolyn's message about explicit content and getting your kids out of the room. I was genuinely afraid of where she was going with talking to that guy about the janitor and his relationship with a middle school student. It's a valid fear. Could not listen any further. Used to be a fan of this podcast, but not anymore. Why so is I'm that gonna... the breaking point? <laughs> I know. We've been talking dirty this whole time. That was kind of... I wrote a response, and I was kind of like, I'm sorry, you're not going to listen. It's always sad to lose a listener, but, like, what podcast were you listening to before this? <laughs> well, she was totally fine with the janitor doing it with high school kids. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't begrudge anybody who this... Our humor isn't just what they're into or whatever, or, you know, it's too explicit. But... That isn't the most explicit we've ever been. <laughs> well, and the funny the funny thing is that that level of explicitness came from another source. Yeah. So, like, the fan fiction that Carol's written was fine, but this <laughs> fan fiction yeah. was too far. And it wasn't even our fan fiction. Yeah. I'm saying that when you... Fuck a homeless man in the ass right as he dies. Feels so great. That, that's great. That's it really feels great. We've really had a lot of dark moments, and I did want to explore another darker moment because, like I told you, Milo has been a janitor to me since before I've ever watched Miss Bliss. Because mm, a janitor I, to you? Yes. My personal, my personal janitor. Heart. Just don't nail anything to the floor. He ain't start. My boyfriend was laughing his head off across the room from me, and I come in, and he's reading this really crazy fan site, mm-hmm. Dustin Diamond homoerotic fantasies blogspot, basically. And it's, it's run by Dustin Diamond? No, oh, but okay. it started in Dustin Diamond's IMDb, like yeah. comments on his yeah. IMDb that were these long screeds about 
weird Twitch. homosexual. And Milo yeah. showed up a lot. So I was like, yeah. oh, Milo, who's huh. he? Oh, and finally we get the... to him. Mm. And this person has sworn that Milo was a janitor. So that's where yeah. I was. I accept alternate canon a lot because I found these episodes more interesting. The part where Screech ruined a little person's convention by eating all their food. Ooh. I would have really liked to see that episode. I found it interesting. But well, in that. consideration for the listener, I gave a little warning and I put it right at the ass end so you could stop it if it was too extreme. But yeah, I thought, I thought it was par for the course and I just wanted to expose us to a little alternate canon, y'all. Well, you just cost us a listener, Carol. I yeah. did. One I, down. I like how she's like, when she was talking to that guy, <laughs> it's like very <laughs> clearly introduced as your boyfriend, Aaron, uh, who might come up again in a minute. He'll always be that guy to me. I know. Mm. And to me. So here's a nice letter we got from Ro, R-O-H. Hi, SBTB Reviewed. Hi. Let's all say hi. 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 Hey, hey, I hey. I discovered your podcast a couple months ago. I had a concussion a couple years ago and have chronic migraines. So sometimes watching TV is too much cognitive strain. I started rewatching Saved by the Bell because it's the perfect balance of not using my brain, but not so puerile as watching something like Blue's Clues. It's it's close, but yeah. The bar is very high. It's less educational. I just found the reason for Saved by the Bell. Thank you, listener. The show is in this weird, uncanny valley of cognitive ability requirement. Anyway, I started listening to your podcast when watching anything was way too much for my brain. And you guys made me laugh countless times, through and despite the chronic debilitating migraines. You guys are also on point with Lisa. I never noticed how her character was more supporting than Lee until you all pointed it out. Is your Indiegogo still running? Yes. Will you be doing new class or good morning, Miss Bliss? So no to the new class. Yes, you may have deduced by now. We're doing good morning, Miss Bliss. Um, And I just want to say it doesn't... You're not required to have a head injury to enjoy our show, but it helps. Yeah, and if you're looking for something that doesn't cause cognitive strain, listening to our podcast is, like, right up the alley. Like, it's the perfect (laughs) thing for you. No, but thanks. It's funny. Like, when I did Full House Review, too, also, I would get, like, like genuinely nice letters from people. No, no, I think it's cool. That's an interesting condition, and I'm glad we were of help, and I'm sorry about migraines. Those suck. Yeah. 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 No, and thanks for listening. Yes. So we got a lot of emails. We got one from Tara Foster. Uh, but we got a lot of people asking us if we're going to do the, the Vegas wedding movie. And? And we are. That's going to be the last thing we do. do That's the finale. Mm, you should do it as a live event. That would be amazing. About it. The trick is they are very Midwest, but we could mm. potentially coordinate it, fam. Well, and the other thing fans. that's hard is we don't have a concent. It's not like we're popular in a certain city. Mm. Like, <laughs> any city we went to, we'd get about four people. Right. So, mm-hmm. that's where it's tricky. More people mm-hmm. on stage, then. Maybe we could play it live over the internet if we didn't even get together. Yeah, we could do that. That's a good idea. Yeah, stream it. Like, yeah. a cast kind of a thing. And have, like, a chat window open so our fans could talk live, those who could make it. So here's a nice... Uh, and do it in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. dude. Oh, that's what you do in Vegas. It's so many <laughs> yeah. It is so nice. many tiger shows. It's cheap to fly to Vegas. Yeah. So here's a letter from Matt Ryan, who has a really good last name. Ryan. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but SBTB Reviewed has been an extra special treat for me the past few months. You're welcome. I feel like I finally came around on realizing that Save by the Bell was not a terrific memory from childhood, but rather a horrifying ordeal that must be exercised. Beautiful. I'm glad we could hold your hand to that precipice. I hate the fact that Screech, or Scrunch, is a part of my lexicon, and that Dustin Diamond's face and voice will always be part of my memories. It's true. Amen. You guys are friggin' hilarious. 
With all due respect to the guys, though, uh, it is uh, Carolyn Maine that makes me crazy in a good way. Her obsession with disgusting humor, especially <laughs> butt stuff, is right up my alley. Right up but terminology. Butt alley. Yep, he says butt terminology. Yes. The rap she did was one of the coolest things I've ever heard. That's true. It was a really good rap. And I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. What? With wow. all that being said, Carolyn could have looked like Screech's mom and she'd still be amazing. But I had to look up pictures. Holy shit balls. Total smoke show. <laughs> I can put it all together for a photo occasion. I am super jealous of her boyfriend. It's true. Carol comes over looking not to put together a lot. <laughs> I'm keeping it business cash. I'm wearing a koala t-shirt right now. Also, Matt Ryan, homeless shelter. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All these Matt, all these newspapers on the floor. Um, Matt Ryan, you should Facebook friend Carol because she's been posting her titties all over. Oh, my sunburnt boobs. Yeah, because she went to the river without me. Yeah, I did. And uh, (laughs) had a really good time. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I'll. I will do my best. We have an umbrella, but you didn't invite us. I will do my best to patronize your businesses and contribute to the Kickstarter. Oh, well, it's too late. As soon as often as possible. The entertainment we provide is priceless. If at all possible, please cover the wedding in Vegas, which, again, we are. Anyway. Thanks, Matt. You are the one that makes up for the one that I lost here. What does that mean? Uh, I've got a plus one fan and plus oh. minus one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you evened it out. Anyway, if you want to have a sexual threesome, I would call up Matt Ryan. <laughs> I like how you specify a sexual threesome. <laughs> <laughs> Playing golf. Not, not, not an emotional threesome. You gotta have an intellectual threesome, then you should talk to this person. You know, I would totally play video games. Sex games. Sex video games. Custer's Last Stand. Yeah, it's a, good a one. really terrible it's really game. Good, yeah. Do you know about sex video game where you are ladies and you're eating cum? A guy comes yeah, from the top yeah. of the building and you yes. eat it? All the Atari wow. sex it's games, super yeah. Pixelated. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's, it's not like a new game. game. No, yeah. so you can barely tell what anything is. <laughs> yeah. It looks like Frogger. Yeah, like, like a first-person <laughs> shooter. Yeah. Because uh-huh. when I think sexy, I think Atari. <laughs> yeah. Joystick. All right, last letter, and then we're all going home. Sound good? Yeah. yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> last letter, and then everyone get out of my house. All right. Uh, this is from Julia Graforer. Who's a really great cartoonist that we all respect in real life. Yay, it's a cartoonist convention. Respect. Yeah. No, her stuff's really good. She's in Kramer's Ergo. She's, like, uh, prestigious. Mm. So she says, last night I watched Starship Troopers. <laughs> Just so you, in case you're wondering how prestigious she is. That's very prestigious. And last night I watched Starship Troopers and was surprised to see that fucking Jeff plays one of the main characters. Oh. Yep. Fucking Jeffing it up in space by stealing Denise Richards, another yeah. SBTB alum, from her blonde high school boyfriend, Johnny. Yet another SBTB alum. Yep. Suspiciously familiar, right? When will the fucking Jeffing stop? <laughs> anyway, I'm writing because, according to IMDb, the actor who plays Space Zack appears as an unnamed character in the SBTB episode Pipe Dreams. Do you guys remember what he did? Did he play an oil derrick? I'm going to go with yes. Uh, he does not play an oil derrick, and he actually shows up in a number of episodes, and I'm pretty sure I call them out every time. I've totally forgotten since Casper Van Van Dean is his name. Okay. She says, I want to know, but not badly enough to actually watch it. So, did you cover that, Austin? Yeah, no, we we talked about it in in any episode he appeared in, I called him out. All right. And he's, he's, uh, in terms of background extras who went on to become famous, he's probably just behind Scott Wolf. 
Mm. Yeah. Simply because Scott Wolf was in a shit ton of Saved by the Bell episodes in the background, whereas I think Casper Van Dien was just in a couple. She says, I love your podcast and never miss an episode. Thanks for the occasional shout-outs. No problem. I hope she appreciates this one where we said her name and what we're about to say. You said that she was respected. I know. <laughs> yeah, we're getting clout by mentioning yeah, but once, her. Once you're found out emailing our show, you're no longer respected. <laughs> I know. I wonder how many people get mad that we read their emails, actually. She says, for the record, I voted for Ryan. Because he was in a sex stream I had once. Whoa. This was the sex contest. Yeah, this is about the sex contest. Wow, I thought I had Julia. That's okay. I know. Remember, we talked about you guys scissoring for yeah, like five I minutes. That was just me. <laughs> I know. I hope it was a good sex stream. Um, I'm gonna try to have a sex stream about Julia Gafora now. I'm gonna <laughs> do some lucid dreaming. That's a good goal. Do you think it'll be the same dream that she had? Uh whoa, that would be crazy. That would be. I've had a sex dream about Ryan. It's no big deal. <laughs> I, David, what happened in your dream? <laughs> he wouldn't take no for an answer. I was very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> You're in a science lab. That was no dream! <laughs> your sheets are ripped to shit. Yeah. That's called a repressed memory, not a dream. <laughs> it's funny, too, because Julie Grafora and I have, we each have like a crazy, shitty ex, and they've had sex with each other. So. Oh, of course they have. Wrap your brain around that one. Anyway. Small world. Yeah. So cartooning, man. I know. It's a, it's a never stop, non-stop orgy. Cartoonists Cartoon- be fucking. Exactly. Cartooning and it's less talented hangers-on. Oh. Uh, anyway, but if we're electing a benevolent fucklord dictator, obviously Carol would be my pick. Hose before yeah. bros, always. Hmm. I mean, yeah. Well, I am, I am now your benevolent fucklord dictator. Yeah, I mean, we already uh, agreed My first that. decree. Uh-oh. And when poop their pants. Oh. <laughs> shit, oh. shit, poop, shit, shit, poop. Right, love from... Can we have an in-out referendum on this? In, out, in, out. <laughs> oh, is it the poop doing that? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not Wait, which yeah, one do I pick if I want to poop? <laughs> I think uh, I really admire the uh, the level of innovation Carol went into that Carol put into setting up all these fake email accounts to write us these emails <laughs> praising her. <laughs> Anyway, thanks, Julie Grafora. What a nice letter. I, I wanted to read it because she voted for me in the sex vote. <laughs> you not read the ones where they say other people should get the sex vote? We know we haven't gotten any. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, Alex, do you know the results of the sex vote? No. Carol won. Won. Mm. Even without Julia's vote. I know. What was the, what was the margin? I had five. Pretty small. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, it was like ten total. Five were for Carol, and then... Dave and I each got two. Yeah, that's right. And then Austin got one. Mm. Got one. That's right. Good thing. Just shows everyone get, you should vote. Didn't get shut out. <laughs> Every vote counts. Yeah, yeah, all the old people voted for me, and now I'm going to ruin the country. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I did hear that the people who voted for me the next day were reconsidering their vote and thought maybe they had, like, a re-vote. <laughs> they they like, looked you up. They're quick Googling who is David <laughs> Googling. Yeah. I had more votes, but they had hanging chads. Oh. <laughs> So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for all your letters. Write us another letter to describe the sex dream. <laughs> all of you. All of you. Yes. I'll describe my David sex dream. Those are really the only kind of dreams. When someone says, oh, I had the craziest dream, the only thing you want to hear is if you were in the dream and if you were being the one having sex in the dream. It's true. If I'm not in it or, you know, I'm not interested. Now, people's dreams are, are really boring. I'm yeah. like, give me the elevator pitch of your dream yeah. or just don't the tell TV, me about the, it at the all. The TV guide synopsis. Yeah. Oh, sorry. 
Yeah, there is an art to telling somebody about your dream, and it's usually cutting out 90% of it and just giving them the <laughs> point of... And making yeah. sure you have a point, too, which means 95% yeah. of dreams should not be discussed, because they don't yeah. know. Then I was going down a hall, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of knew where I was, and it looked like a different place, but I knew it was this one place, yeah. and then my brother was there. It was but so I weird. couldn't really understand him. And I could tell it was my brother, but he looked like a different guy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that about wraps things up for the show this week. But first, Alex Robinson, Yes, I would, uh, would it be possible that I could listen to you on a different podcast? Sure, I I'm the co-host of a podcast called Star Wars Minute. Star Wars wow. Minute. See, he knows, and uh, we basically go through kind of like what you do with Saved by the Bell, but we do with the Star Wars movies. But we do every episode talks about one minute of Star Wars. We should. We're gonna do that next about. We're just gonna go back. <laughs> oh my god. We oh should do that with God. the we should do that with the ve- the Vegas wedding thing. Yeah. Oh, oh wedding in Vegas minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, you there's been some like other blah 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 minute podcasts, right? As we have inspired a number of people to, I think there's currently ten other. Yeah. There's Ghostbusters minute, mm. uh, Back to the Future minute, Indiana Jones minute, Jaws minute, Goodfellas minute. I'm wow, sure. Wow, and puzzlingly yeah. enough, Wrath of Khan minute, and they didn't start with the first Star Trek movie, which makes no sense at all. Well, because the first that would just that, that's too many minutes. Well, then you shouldn't have started the project. And they'd be oh. like, nothing happened this minute. Yeah. <laughs> Is the Back to the Future minute like, they're still trying to get it up to 88 miles per hour. <laughs> still, yeah. Now he's a cowboy and he's trying to get it up to 88 miles an hour. Now he's trying to bang his mom. Yeah. Now he's trying not to bang his yeah, mom. That's, that's the hardest part. Um, is there anything else that you would like to promote about yourself? Uh, well, if you go to my website, comicbookalex.com, you can find out all about my books and my podcast and everything you need to know. It's every everywhere you want to be. What about your Twitter and stuff? It's all, it's all linked for that oh, one okay. thing. I don't want to bog people just, down with... Just one source. At this and dash that. <laughs> well, we do it all the time. www.whatever. <laughs> yeah. HTTP <laughs> colon slash slash etc. etc. I want to hear about your Poop. HTTP has <laughs> slash colon. Colon. Um... <laughs> Poop, poop, poop. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's catchy. Yeah. And uh, Alex brought me a nice book that he made, but I already had it. Aww. So the moral of the story is, don't buy Alex's books. <laughs> look, for, look for a used copy to be showing up at Powell's. <laughs> Just wait for Alex Robinson to show up and give you the book. <laughs> look for a pile. Powell, signed to Ryan. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs> So, Carol, where can I find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Carolyn Main and www.carolynmain.com. C A R O L Y N M A I N. Like the street. Also on Facebook. Also, I have an email. You can commission me sometimes, and I can tell you about why it's cool to make people poop, and then I will take your lunch money online. Take hmm. your bitcoins. Go to uh, <laughs> coolpoop.com. You'll see a picture of Carol's face. Uh, do you do you uh, we have a rule on the show whenever we make up a fake website Pete feels obligated to buy the fake website alright I'm googling cool poop right now <laughs> seeing what we come up are with are we turning safe search on does cool refer to the temperature or the <laughs> oh, social we're gonna stuff. find oh, out oh urban, urban dictionary cool poop something that's interesting or cool oh, you just got cool. a new skateboard that's so cool poop <laughs> that's not coolpoop.com wait Fucking Jeff's Cool Poop. Jeff's Cool Poop Mineral, Mineral Gallery. Gallery. What? I've been a collector ever since I could remember. I'm not talking about rocks. He's got chocolate and... Okay. 
Okay, uh-huh. Jeff. Fucking Jeff. Oh, wait, here's a picture of Carol's face right here. There it is. This seems like it has not been updated since, like, 1999. Yeah, this splendid quartz crystal, that's clearly a glass dick. Yeah, Look at I that. think it's a dick, too. That is. Do you Look. see that, too? Yeah, I okay. would stick that in my vagina. Okay. Um, Austin, where do we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter reading, take that Deke Simmons, <laughs> at Austin Gorton, and you can read my writing, if you're not Deke Simmons, at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. <laughs> Well, that was like 25 years ago. Surely by now he's learned to read. <laughs> he Surely by now he's either dead or able to read. His eyesight's too bad now. Can't even read his own tombstone. <laughs> as soon as he ran, <laughs> learned to read, his eyesight went. There's time now. His, his tombstone is just random symbols. <laughs> his tombstone is written in Braille that you can only read with your dick. Oh, yeah. Dick Braille. <laughs> I want a Dick Braille tombstone now. Yeah, and uh, it'll just say you weren't that good and saved by the bell. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she really sucked on Saved by the Bell. I like how you may have not were that good. <laughs> just, she sucked on Saved by the It's like a game of telephone, you yeah. know? Uh, and David Bitsenhofer. Yes. Where can I find you online? You can find me on Twitter, at Dr. Bits. That's doctor spelled out. And at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. As for me, your host this week, Ryan Alexander Tanner, you can find me having sexual dreams about... I'm not going to say who. Uh, <laughs> right to the precipice. I know. Ooh. It could be anybody. Yeah. At, uh, I have a website. It's www.ohyesverynice.com. That's O-H-Y-E-S, very nice.com. I'm currently paying someone to update it, so uh, check it out pretty soon. Not right away, though. Not right away. Give it wait a couple weeks. <laughs> Uh, and also that's my Twitter handle and my Instagram and that's enough stuff, right? And you're done with Full House? Been long done and putting it behind me and not even talking about it. Fuck you, Full House. Fuck you, Full House. You should write a blog that's Full House Minute. Like every minute of Full House. (laughs) Good Lord, no. Yeah, you really can't do your technique with shows that are kind of bad. They would just be hell. Yeah. There's a um, movie called A Talking Cat. I'm familiar with that. Very familiar. That, that's another one where they go through it minute. Oh, they really? go through minute by minute. Right. A Talking Cast, it's called. And they go oh, through it minute by minute. What? So. A Talking Cast? Yeah. Exactly. You know what? I think it's just getting really started on having an endless internet following of talking about it. What? Is the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. Mm. That's been on HBO all the time. That's a fucking masterpiece of bad movies. My mm. dude was watching Fifty Shades of Black, which is like a oh, Wayans parody. Yeah. Yeah. And it was he was watching while he was napping and it just kept like I overheard it and it was like trying to start a race war full yeah. time. It was really difficult. But Fifty Shades of Grey, it's like the actors it's like a perfect acting out of a badly written book. It's like they're going out of their way to personify something that's badly written. Yeah. It's like incredible. Like it's all really stilted and weird and flat, but it feels intentional. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I'm fascinated by it. Anyway, <laughs> as for the show, uh, we are Say by the Bell reviewed. You can stream us at sbtbreviewed.com, where you can listen to every episode ever, including the first one with Alex Robinson in it, which sounds like this. So. Yeah, and then we're chanting at him to shit. Yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at SBTB underscore reviewed. Like us on Facebook where you can tell us why you won't listen to our show anymore. You can email us <laughs> at... Of me. Yeah, or because of any of, maybe even others of I us. You know, I've gotten a couple personal call-outs. I have my fans, too. But how about, listener, if you dislike anybody other than me, 
Go ahead and write in with that. Somebody yeah. else or, or conversely, yeah. you could drop us a line on our Facebook page saying why you're going to continue listening to our oh, show. That would be nice. Yeah. Spike yeah, Carol. That's a better spin. <laughs> yeah. Spike yeah. Carol. Yeah. Overcome my adversity. Yeah. Well, so our Facebook is for telling us why you don't like Carol. <laughs> and our Gmail, sbtbreviewed at gmail.com, is, is for telling us how much you want to fuck Carol. <laughs> or have a dream about fucking Ryan. Yeah, that's true, too. Ryan's a beautiful too, dream. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you, the listeners don't have to ignore me. They can, they can talk about why you fuck me. I'm open to it. I'm still interested in where this David Palace Meg C romance is going. Oh, yeah. yeah. They have to name their first baby Saved by the Bell Review. Wow. I've noticed he's been, like, trying to talk to her on, on Twitter a little bit. <laughs> she's being very coy. I think she's uh, embarrassed about the whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. We are pretty embarrassed. Yeah. And, like, if she says no, you have to leave her alone, Dave Palace. But <laughs> I think a little uh, persuasion don't, might don't, go a long way. Don't be a screech. Don't so be a screech, yes. The child's name could be, like, Derostalin? No, it would be what? Saved by the Bell Review. <laughs> yeah, that's our baby's name. Their second child, they can name whatever the fuck they want. But that first baby... Um, oh, Durostalin, is that all our names together? Yes, yes. I didn't know. I didn't know what the fuck you were talking yeah. about. Oh no, I got it. I got it, right. David. Don't worry. Yeah, Austin just no sell it to make me sound stupid. <laughs> well, it's what I'm here for, David. It's what I'm here for. Emotional bullying is real too, you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all because I, I hear. can't read. Emotionally poop. Emotionally, Emotionally poop. poop. That's a great chant. Wow. Good Austin's job. entire vlog is just random. <laughs> Mashings on the keyboard that just somehow broke down. <laughs> it's all happenstance. All right, guys, let's get out of here. Yeah. All right. All right. You can rate and review us on iTunes, where you can download us. Only give us good reviews. I don't know why you give us a bad review. Maybe Probably because to poop out your emotions first. I think it's because you hate yourself and you want other people to hate themselves too. Uh, you can also download us for free on Stitcher, Podbean, and Google Play. We're available on all of these platforms to enjoy. Uh, and finally, you can contribute to our Indiegogo campaign. We're almost done, but we'll still take your money. I don't really know if we're always. offering any more stuff. But um, we'll always we take your money. We're putting together our audio CD. It's true. And you can get prints, and you can get cards. We still have cards, too. Yeah. Cool stuff, guys. Prints. Prints. My name is Prince. Too soon. The one and only. Um, oh, I didn't think of a sign-off. Why do I watch the show when we did the 90s go? Basic highs run my Zach. Let's chill out at the max. Giving building panic attacks and eating all my snacks. As I lay awake at night and my waste of my life. Will Smith did a rap about a pedophile who was burned in a Harley burned in a fire. Yeah, a Freddy Krueger rap. We'll play it for you. Okay.
shot and backed off tour last night. So the gang and I thought that it would be groovy if we summoned up the posse and dumbbush the movie. I got Angie, Jeff got Tina, Betty Rock got some girl I've never seen in my life. That was alright though, but the lady was chill. Then we dipped to the theater set to ill bugging, cold having a ball. And something about Elm Street was the movie we saw. The way it started was decent, you know, nothing real fancy about this homeboy named Fred and this girl named Nancy. But word when it was over, I said, yo, that was death. And everything seemed all right when we left. But when I got home and laid down to sleep, that began the nightmare on my street. my thirst. I thought to myself, yo, this heat is the worst. But when I got downstairs, I noticed something was wrong. I was home all alone, but the TV was on. I thought nothing of it. As I grabbed the remote, I pushed the power button. And then I almost choked when I heard this awful voice coming from behind. It said, man, I ain't even wait to see who it was. Broke inside my drawers and screamed so long, cuz. Got halfway up the block, I calmed down and stopped screaming and thought. Oh, I did. I must be dreaming. I strolled back home with the grill on my grill. I figured since this is a dream, I might as well get ill. I walked in the house, the big, bad, fresh prince. But Freddy killed all that noise real quick. He grabbed me by my neck and said, I said, yo, Fred, I think you got me all wrong. I ain't partners with nobody with nails that long. I'll be honest, man, this team won't work. The girls won't be on you, Fred, your face is all burned. Fred got mad and his head started screaming. But I thought, what the hell, I'm only dreaming. I said, please leave, Fred, so I can get some sleep. But give me a call, and maybe we'll hang out next week. I pat him on the shoulder, said, thanks for stopping by. Then I opened up the door and said, take care, guy. He got mad, drew back his arm, and slashed my shirt. I laughed at first and thought, hold up, that hurt. It wasn't a dream, man, this guy was for real. I said, Freddy, uh, I've been an awful mistake here. No further words, and then I darted upstairs. Crashed through my door, then jumped to my bed. Pulled the covers up over my head, said, oh, please do something with Fred. He jumped on my bed, but through the covers with his claws, tried to get me. But my alarm went off, and then silence. It was a whole new day, I thought. I wasn't scared of him anyway Until I noticed those rips in my sheets And that was proof that there had been a nightmare on my street Jeff, listen to me. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. 